Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of the United States of a Movie Podcast. It might be a Monday, but now it's a fun day because we are back once again to talk movies, but not randomly talk movies. No, we actually have a purpose. We have a drive because we here at the United States of a Movie try to every week find one movie to define each state in the United States. We've been at this for a while, and I tell you what, it's a lot of fun, but it's not easy, and that's why I bring along two amazing movie fans with me. I am Ollie Pettigrew, massive movie fan, host of movie shows on Cinemax and HBO Asia back in the day. But these guys, these guys, they love movies even more than me. Fellas, welcome back to the show. First of all, Ryan Sander, buddy, welcome back. As always, it's great to be here. And uh, if you're if you're sick of the uh, all the hillbilly talk, but or if, if you love all the hillbilly talk, but hate all the incest, boy, do we have movies for you. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where I end and my cousins begin. <laughs> this was a week. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a good one. Uh, <laughs> he's been thinking about that one all week. Yep, Incest and Cousins, that's where he's been all week. Uh, let's see what's inside the mind of Will Hirsch. Will, welcome back to the show, buddy. Great to be here. Incest and Cousins is my favorite country band, so. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always excited to hear a reference. Wasn't that, that was like Bud Light's uh, slogan for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> All those commercials. Until they got all woke. Yeah. What's the, what yeah. was their what was their catchphrase? I like my beer like or I like my violence like I like my beer. Domestic. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, hits keep on coming. Uh, cancel, uh, cancel, 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 cancel. Like, yeah. <laughs> Again, uh, we are not sponsored, guys. <laughs> Yes. I remember. I, I forget yes. where this one's from, but the version of that that I've always found the most hilarious, and I can't remember, but it's like I like my women like I like my coffee ground up and in the freezer. Jesus <laughs> like, Christ! <laughs> wow! Ah! Holy shit! I know. I well, this is a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Uh, well, <laughs> the reason the reason we've got a little bit bonkers and a little bit weird at the intro is because so were the movies because of the particular state that we are attempting to find a movie for this week because it's West Virginia. And it's, well, I mean, we don't mean to paint with a broad brush, West Virginia, but we have three movies and each of these movies definitely features hillbillies. Mm -hmm. Different types of hillbillies, but hillbillies for show. Um, we'll start off with the movie that I 
brought to the table. A movie that, honestly, again, when I came up with the concept of this movie podcast, was one of those movies that I go, oh, West Virginia's got this movie and this. Is, um, is the 1999 movie October Sky. Um, I've got a soft spot for this movie. It's a great movie, directed by Joe Johnston. Um, he's been on the show before because he directed Jumanji. He also did Captain America, The Rocketeer, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Chris Cooper, Laura Dern, and other people that you find very familiar. The guy that says Rent from Spider-Man 2. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mr. This was, this was the only movie in the in the series I hadn't seen. Like, I'd seen Vanilla Sky. I'd seen Skyfall. Uh, Sky Skyline. Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Uh, Sky Kids 3D. Skyline um, 2. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this one eluded me for some time. So what did you guys think? Because I, I actually really like this movie. I think it's a really cool story. But... I was watching it, it's so fun. Like I said, we say it all the time, but I was able to watch this movie like I'm watching it the first time, but I'm watching it as Ryan and Will. <laughs> I'm like going, oh no. Which arguably <laughs> yeah. the only way to watch a movie. And I was I was watching this movie knowing you were watching it, watching it through my eyes. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to tear this fucker apart. Uh, but, but, but I actually ended up enjoying it. So I told you you would. Like yeah. I knew you would enjoy it. But when you I keep was watching every it, one of these movies, you're like, you're gonna, you're gonna cry. I'm like, when were you crying during this movie? And then I, then towards the end, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> Laura Dern, no, Hodgkins, it's back. Because <laughs> um, yeah, this is a good movie. But like I said, I was watching it, and I realized I watched it through. I put on my Dewey Cox glasses and it, it, it started hitting all the Dewey Cox moments. And I was oh, like, this, oh, man, this yeah. movie has big, the wrong kid died energy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was waiting for his brother to die. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah. and uh, you don't want none of this Dewey. Yeah. And wait, and like, <laughs> yeah. no one, am I wrong? Like no one died in this movie? Except for they, the Russian, the Russian spy. Spider-Man, except for um, Mr. Yeah. Dikovich, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what his name is. I, he's always Mr. Dikovich. I had written in my notes like it. they barely put together a team. The train they keep showing doesn't derail. Uh, none of these fucks get blown up. And Jake Gyllenhaal ends up with the ugly broad. Nah, nah. We fuck we, this movie. I definitely want to get into that later. The completely <laughs> arbitrary like relationship thing that's going on in this movie yeah. for no reason yeah. whatsoever. I wonder. If it's no bearing on wife, you know, that's why they had to do it. <laughs> it could be. Well, Jake Gyllenhaal was only 15 in this movie. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the October Sky is the movie about a bunch of Virginia coal area um, hillbillies who also happen to be um, quite in intelligent and inspired by the, the space race that is happening because Sputnik is launched right at the beginning. Uh, and it sort of tells a true story. Um, which is actually quite fun. Um, the other two movies that we have are also true stories. Um, <laughs> yep. Hang on. We did, we did documentaries this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, for example, Ryan, tell us about the movie that you brought to the table this week. Um, I picked a movie that has a, an interesting, like, staying power with me. I picked Steven Soderbergh's Logan Lucky. Uh, everyone thought he was out and they pulled him right back in to make another heist movie and this movie uh, exists. It I don't know what else to say. Exist. It came out in 2017. It was interesting when when we we landed on this one because I've watched it when it first came out, and I had like very cloudy memory of it. So I, it was fun to revisit it in a way. But it's Steven Soderbergh, director of Out of Sight, Banger, Aaron Brockovich, Traffic, The Ocean's movies, Magic Mike movies, and starring. Okay, bear with me, audience. <laughs> Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, Daniel Craig, Riley Keough. Katie Holmes, Dwight Yoakam, Seth MacFarlane, Sebastian Stan, Jack Quaid, 
It's just it just keeps going yeah. and going. Bunch of nobodies. Yeah. Nobodies, and then a phenomenal amount of um, cameos. But if you're a NASCAR fan, but if you're not, you didn't pick yeah. up on the 15 cameos that are. <laughs> I recognize Jeff Gordon, and that was it. <laughs> hey, well there you go. Well, done. I didn't even recognize Jeff Gordon, so that's uh, so, Logan, oh, the guy from Days of Thunder. <laughs> Look oh yeah yeah <laughs> no wait that guy died now i got it yeah, okay. <laughs> it's carrie elwes um yeah. look at lucky is is a heist movie um mm. it's we i don't i can't quite figure out it's got great reviews it's like 90 something percent critical reviews um it's a fun watch of a of a kind but it's at the same time the movie ends and I don't feel any of the things I feel like when I watch an Ocean's movie. No, it's it's a great movie that's utterly forgettable. I Imme- can't, like, instantly, I don't know why. Yeah, I've seen this movie a bunch now, and I'm like, every time, like... Yeah, instantly forgettable. And then, like, I'm there going, as I'm watching the movie, no, it, it's working. Yeah. This is this is cool. This is entertaining. Okay, that's cool. It's great. Right. Nice. Credits roll. I go, what was that? Did, who was that? It's like you get zapped with the Men in Black thing after the credits roll. And you're like, what did I just? I, did I did I watch this movie? It's it's so crazy. I, I can't put my finger on it. Maybe our audience can tell us. Yeah, well, I think that's what well I mean. Maybe, maybe when we get into the chat about it, we'll be able to figure it out because I think I feel exactly the same way that you do, right? And I thought this yeah. second watch was going to be able to. I'm like, all right, I'm either going to get over this or I'm going to figure it out. And at the end, I was still like, yeah. why? <laughs> why do I feel like the way I'm feeling? Well, what about you? What do you think about Logan Lucky? Um, I, I definitely liked it. Uh, I I don't have the problem where like I I forget it. I've seen this movie only twice. Uh, I was going to rewatch it for this podcast, but then I was like, just f- for fun, I went on Wikipedia to just read the synopsis. And like before I got very far, I'm like, oh no no no, I remember this entire thing. But emotionally, same like none of it sticks yeah. with me, and I don't ever think about this movie until somebody brings it up. I don't know. It's we'll is get it, into it, but I think it, there's just yeah. there's a charm about the oceans movies. I was that say, they're yeah. set in Vegas, mm-hmm. and I, I, I think the one. this, yeah, except for the second one, <laughs> which is the worst of the three, or the um, best, depending on who you ask. It's Soderbergh's favorite. Well, sure, if you ask a wrong person, they'll say it's the best. Sure, <laughs> um, but uh, not that it's bad. Not that it's bad. I'm not saying that it's different. Um, it's Will different. famously hates the French. <laughs> Fa- oh, <laughs> them! How dare they give us the Statue of Liberty? I've n- never gotten over that. Um, <laughs> Invent the, the uh, well and democracy. They're, they're, <laughs> um, but the, uh, the thing that sticks with me is I think this was even the tagline of the original film is um, in the, Ocean's Eleven. The reason why you root for them is because they're in Vegas and going after Vegas. It's like the only town where you could like have a bunch of thieves really be the good guys and you're rooting for them. They're trying to beat their house. Like, yeah. And when it's any other setting, it's kind of like, you know, they're stealing from NASCAR. It's like, ah, does the general public really care about going after NASCAR like this? Like, and there's just something about it where it's like, I think the target the, is wrong. What, why does Channing Tatum need the money? I was going to say, like, what's this? Because he says to... he needs a lawyer, but then he doesn't seem to keep any money. And he seems to be getting on great with his wife at the end. So it's almost like the stakes oh. of getting the money are non-existent yeah. and then everybody's arc because the movie for me is 20 minutes too long yeah. and then mm-hmm. to wrap up everybody's arc and then you get the final shot of the movie where i guess everybody hooks up with a woman mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> which you know well it ends on the right, right as male protagonists that's uh, that's yeah. the right, right. Um, but yeah 
It ends uh, on yeah, that cliffhanger bit with like Hillary Swank at the bar, but is that is it a cliffhanger or is she gonna fuck Adam Driver? Mm, <laughs> he's suggestible. got that robotic hand. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That um, that being said, it is without a doubt for me the best part of the movie is um, is Seth a, a <laughs> Seth MacFarlane's flawless British accent. Like I've got no notes on it, guys. He's perfect. I don't There's know what's better. About it. It's definitely <laughs> English. I don't know what's better, his accent or his Jerry curl. I, <laughs> I was surprised to learn he was American. Yeah. And Sebastian is, Stan is in this movie. I was like, oh, that's the guy. For five fucking minutes. United States of a movie legend, Adam Driver, who's yes. managed to turn up in every episode. I don't know if you know, but young Adam Driver is a very, very versatile actor that's turned up in many, so many So prolific. Movies. Just, he's yeah. just, it's crazy. Even all the way back to Shane. I don't know if you knew that young kid from Shane, young Adam Driver. But, that's who was playing him in this movie. Right. Exactly. But actual Adam <laughs> Driver, Friday. old Adam Driver, he's fucking great. He's so good in this. And, I, and I, in this particular yeah. movie, he's great. Like, and just so great. It's kind of like, kind of stripped back. It's not over the top. He's very, like, unassuming. I mean, the, the guy is basically a fucking tree. And, like, everything he's I've huge. seen him in. Yeah, the guy the yeah. guy is Groot. No. Yeah. No. But he's well, so good he in this. because he Groot in those movies. That's Because oh, yeah. he's actually, because Vin Diesel is also a young Adam Driver. Oh, yes. Fuck. Most people <laughs> we don't did know that. The driver verse? Oh my God. <laughs> Connect the dots, you psychopaths. <laughs> yeah, Adam Driver is, he's got the accent of um, Tim Blake Nelson from A Country for Old Men. That's what this movie did, was missing. Did y'all just Blake say Nelson. cauliflower? Cauliflower? The way he says cauliflower. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Adam Driver, he's great. And we'll get Every, back to everyone. This movie. Everyone in the yeah, everyone in this movie is was. Very they, good. They, that's the thing. Everyone's doing it great, and they're all great. I think you know. So one thing that I found quite interesting, I was before we move on to our third movie quickly, was that the thing that was different about this movie is Soderbergh cut out the studios in order to have creative control and make the maximum amount of money. So he sold off the foreign distribution rights, sold everything except the movie showing up in a movie theater in order to pay for advertising prints and stuff like that. But by doing that and sidestepping a studio, it meant that even if the movie only made like $15 million, it's $15 million in his pocket. So it's, it's like a movie made without studio notes, studio interference or anything. It's just, it's a Soderbergh movie, which is maybe why it seems to take a slightly, I don't know, Different, different I mean, approach. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm a huge fan of his. I think all, I, I think his body of work is fantastic. There's, I don't think there's a, 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 a movie or show that he's made that I really that I didn't like or dislike. Oh, that's I mean, right. Because you're a, you're an absolute sucker for the the Nick, aren't you? I fucking love the Nick. Oh my god! You've been telling me to watch that bloody show for five years or something. And it is. It's funny you say that because it is a bloody show. <laughs> See, but, I say five years, but you and I became friends during the pandemic. True, so actually, true, true. It just feels but like I, a lot longer. I, I, I think once this movie ended, I was like, eh, it was so Soderbergh. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting to do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we had a quick pause just there because the so Soderbergh joke went so badly that Will actually had to leave the podcast for a minute. <laughs> I, I'm finally finished throwing up. So we're, uh, we're yeah. I, I worked so hard on that one. <laughs> Just I watched three it. movies just to come up with that stupid <laughs> joke. Well, there you go, because there is a third movie to talk about. Uh, and Will, this was your movie, right? Yeah. Yes. I forgot over this one. We want, I, we, there we was a bit of a battle for this one. This is a great one. Tell us about your amazing movie. Mm. I picked this. This is one I watch every Halloween. Uh, absolute favorite of mine. 
uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Tucker like, and yes. Dale versus Man. Evil. Um, that came Just out in twenty ten. Perfect premise, perfect plot. It's great. It's, it oh, is. So good. I mean, so it's good. directed by this guy Eli Craig, who's best known for this. Um, yeah. uh, interestingly enough, uh, it starts Tyler Labine, Alan Tudyk, um, and other people. I mean, there are other people, but it's, let's be honest, it's Tyler Labine and Alan Tudyk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and this movie, I'm so glad we did it because we referenced it when we were talking in our Halloween special. Cabin in the Woods, mm. right? Exactly. We were right. talking about the yeah. two big disruptors of horror, Cabin in the Woods and Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I remember, I still remember seeing the trailer this is back when i watched trailers and it's also because i kind of watched the trailer because i was like well i'm not going to watch this movie and it sets up the premise in the first 20 seconds and i'm like i am watching this yeah. movie oh I, my god it was one of those where i hoped i almost hoped you had never seen it so you could experience mm -hmm. it for the first time through this podcast but I, this was a movie like eluded me for a long time like the um it would always pop up on like netflix or whatever my streaming and the cover i was like i'd seen them like ah this is probably just some dumb hillbilly I don't like it. whatever what am I this is silly and then I remember watching a video essay on YouTube as I often do fucking nerd and uh <laughs> this had popped up I'm like oh my god once I'd learned what the premise was I'm like oh I gotta check this out and boy was I pleasantly surprised I adore this movie yeah yeah I think it's watching it the the casting of Tyler Labine and Alan Tudyk I mean Zen and I Mrs and I we love Alan Tudyk he, he's just like whatever yeah. he's in I think well, the first time I was ever introduced to him was was that, God damn it, what's that night movie with Heath Ledger? Night, a night. Oh, Night's Tale. Yeah. And he's like, he's got this British accent. I honestly say the British. Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was Batman in that movie. Shit. <laughs> but like, he was just so good in that movie, and that he's everything great. I've ever seen him in, he's been amazing. Yeah. And this is another example of it. Um, so if, if he's you got that like know, Bronson Pincho energy, I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> really obscure, obscure. So if you don't know the premise of Tucker and Dale versus Evil, it takes the exact premise of every single horror movie, which is a bunch of college kids go off camping in the Appalachian wildlands of West Virginia. And while they're there, they kind of bump into two crazy, scary, weird rednecks, which is Tucker and Dale. And they're freaky and they're scary and they're definitely going to kill them. Except the movie really takes place from the perspective of Tucker and Dale, who were just a couple of guys yeah. who were going up to their vacation home to go fishing, have a good time, and these these damn college kids keep killing themselves. They're, they're working on their <laughs> vacation home, which is yeah. <laughs> which amazing. Obviously, was a real murder cabin at one point. It does. And they're just not out. picking up on it. No, it's great. It, they're so. It's funny because. This movie could have gone like really south really fast. It could have been really terrible. But the fact yeah. that they're so sweet and endearing and they, they just they just want to work on their vacation home and drink beer and fish, man. Just have a good time, man. Yeah. And, they, and they're good friends. They build each other good, up. Yeah, it's not they like it, they're not like making fun of each other and like, no. you know, that kind of like early 2000s, like you suck or you're the right. They're really, really good friends. It's they're like, really just, like you just got to go over other. there and flash that smile and laugh. It's, it's fucking <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. You're it's the, so you're good. Right. Like, well, that's a really good point. It definitely avoids yeah. that kind of, that thing that you're saying is like, well, we're really close male friends, but to let everybody know we're not gay, we're going to be right. really mean to each other. You know, because yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, no, man, you, you're you're worth it. Go over there and talk yeah. to that girl and just be you. You know, like, they'll like you for you, man. It's like, that's a really good yeah. point. 
because they are very sweet to each other. They're a very sweet pair. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a romantic buddy comedy of two men that just love each other and a bunch yes. of guys and girls accidentally killing themselves. God, in hilarious <laughs> ways. Yeah, this movie yeah. is super violent, which is which just adds to the humor aspect of it because of the mm-hmm. the tone of it. It just. If they, if this was like a PG thirteen, I don't think it would have been Ooh. anywhere near as good. Like no. you need that the the crazy <laughs> hilarious gore and the you deaths. Need, are you need the guy, yeah, phenomenal jumping into the wood chipper. Yes, the yeah. wood chipper, and he pulls <laughs> them out. He's got the line. He's like, "How are you so heavy? You're half a man." Great. <laughs> I love it. Let's, let's <laughs> just keep going. Let's continue. Let's just keep talking Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Let's start with Tucker and Dale. Um, it's 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 a banger of a movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's just. I I almost wonder that when they came up with the idea of the movie, they were just like, "How has nobody done this?" Yeah, like right. it's, it's like it's been there that that perfect idea. It's 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 there, and the way they do it, the balance of it. I think one of my favorite moments, favorite moments, and again, this is me jumping ahead. We'll back up, but like it's the bit where I think makes the movie like it boils it down is they they they're sneaking up on the house. And, and Alan Tudyk, uh, Tucker, oh, is yeah. um, he's, he's you know he's got his chainsaw <laughs> yeah. and he accidentally saws through like a, a beehive. So yeah, so great. suddenly he's being chased by bees, but he runs around the corner and he's like Texas a crazy, yeah. and it's like it's it's just it, that's the, it. That's the genius the, of the, the movie. The only part of this movie that after rewatching it, like and I remember, like didn't really click, connect for me was the whole the B plot of the the main teenage boy being a psychopath like well, i get that they the child of it. yeah i get that they needed to tie it in to have like unending but that was the only thing i'm like i want more of the craziness than i don't care about this like i, I actually ends. quite liked it because the kid it was a good twist it is a good and he plays it well the actor yeah. like i said he's kind of underwhelming at the beginning they're all kind of generic apart from the the blonde girl that is the most sort of the protagonist of a way yeah but mm-hmm. like the rest of them are kind of forgettable but that kid though yeah when he does his turn, I'm like, oh no, he's good. Yeah, he, I, I mean, like what I, what I like about it is, um, and sorry, everyone, we're skipping to the end, but this is just so funny. Um, what I, the reason why I think that subplot works is because at a certain point, that guy's talking about hillbillies, not like it's just oh, you're living out <laughs> in the woods. He's talking about it like it's a genetic thing. Yeah, <laughs> right. at one point he's like, when they're like, you're, you're part hillbilly, hillbilly. <laughs> he goes, no, no. <laughs> and that's the part that sells it's it not for true. me. Which that's is like, that's good. Wait that's a minute, true. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, yeah. why did we glaze over the, the? This movie has a cold open too. That's very like Blair Witchy, where it's like the news report. Mm-hmm. They're going into the the cabin. Yeah, and then someone just gets hit in the face with something and. You get the reveal. You're like, oh shit! What is this? Zombies? Like, I don't know. And then it kind of dovetails into the. Well, interesting enough, the cameraman in that scene is the director, writer of the movie, and the reporter is his wife. Oh, so it's well, a cameo sweet. of the director and his missus at the very beginning in the cold open. Was a kind of like. Oh, I also realized. That I think the fun thing of the premise of this movie is that, like you're saying, Tucker and Dale are in a horror movie, but don't realize it. Yeah. And <laughs> the college kids aren't, but think they are. Mm-hmm. So right. they, the college <laughs> very kids clever. Very movies clever. have brought the idea of a horror movie into this sort of like, so they, they've just projected horror movie onto Tucker and Dale. Like that first shot you ever get of Tucker and Dale in the truck. Mouths open. They do look like, oh my, the hills have eyes. And it's stuff. got all the similar. It, I mean, this is such a good double feature with Cabin in the Woods because tonally they're mm-hmm. very similar. I mean, you get the... That shot in the beginning with the car you're talking about, the girl pops up in the back. She's like, oh, my God. 
we forgot the beer. (laughs) (laughs) It has, I mean, it has it all. They go to the general (laughs) store. It's very like pastiche of all of these other horror films. It's, Mm -hmm. he's just eating the, 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 the deviled eggs or the the pickled eggs. eggs. Oh my God. (laughs) But it's it's just great. Like it has that like horror sting to it, but it's just, they're so adorable. Like it's that their naivety and, Mm -hmm. and their optimism is why you just like you just they just want to have a good time like the bit where Tucker's like Dale go over you know just laugh people like yeah. people that laugh okay so he goes over with he's a scythe a side. yeah <laughs> and he's like so what are you guys doing <laughs> yeah, just, oh. Oh my god get away you freak I don't know where I went wrong I love that that pops up at the at the end too the, yeah the they, they didn't like my face yeah. <laughs> God, it's so good. Yeah. So yeah, okay. Like we kind of like we keep bouncing around, but like the Tucker and Dale versus Evil premise, like I was saying, is a bunch of college students go out, um, and they accidentally seem to think that Tucker and Dale are the crazy hillbillies who are there to kidnap them because, as teens do or as college students do, they get drunk, they go, let's go skinny dipping, uh, and one of the the characters played by Katrina Bowden, um, she is while she's taking her clothes off. Um, the guys are fishing and they're like, and Dale's like trying not to look. Tucker is like, whatever. But she slips because she gets surprised. She hits her head and Tucker and Dale rescue her. But from the no. perspective of the kids, they're taking so their un- funny. unconscious friend. <laughs> we are your friend. And then we got your friend. <laughs> and like, why, are they, why are they running? Around? It's it's just, it's, I think, Will, you said this is like one of your favorite things. It's just a hilarious misunderstanding. Yeah. From the, from the perspective of two different parties. And I, I think that's, it's, it's. In any other instance, it would be such a frustrating thing, but this makes it so funny. Well, I, I yeah. think what helps with that is the fact that, that Katrina Bowden, um, who it's is so playing hot, the, yeah. the character of Allison, um, <laughs> is a psychology student. So, so she's kind of caught in the middle. And so, but she's sort of, she's the one that is almost like us going, this is a massive misunderstanding. Yeah, Everybody, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, this is, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Everybody needs to calm down. <laughs> yeah. Dead, dead, dead. You're right. This, this movie is ridiculous. Like a woman who's hot and smart now. <laughs> Absurd. Get <laughs> out of my movies. And I do like, I do like that the group leader, the guy who in the yeah. end sort of like, his name is Chad as sure. well. It's just, it's beautifully Perfect. like, just with, with the most, Popped collars oh, in yeah. history. Yeah, it's the most just, just it's necklace. Oh, just the most yeah. mid two thousands attire. Uh, like yeah. all of these characters look like they fell out of like a Claire's catalog or something. Like, yeah, they, right. I had a very <laughs> yeah. similar thought because I, I feel like it's deliberate. Yeah. Because it's that oh, yeah. same thought. Because when you know, because you can see Tyler Labine, Alan Tudyk, and Katrina Bowden all have this something. There's, you know, just something about people that in movies or actors or whatever, like they've just got something, an X factor. Mm-hmm. And it's like all of the rest of them, and I don't mean to criticize it, I don't mean this, like what I'm just trying to say is that they have a Y factor. Like, why? You know, it's no. a, it's a, the, they had that kind of B movie mm-hmm. actor, that, that kind of right. just, you know, as opposed to someone that's got that X yeah. factor. But that like, adds to the charm, I think, too. Yeah. That's yeah, what I think. I, I think that's deliberate yeah. casting as well. It's, it's not just, so much about the characters, it's how they die horrific. Exactly. It's like yes. you're all kind of impaled and you're going to stab yourself. You're going to blow yourself up. You're the smoky one. Like, um, yeah. I did have a question because Mrs., just before she fell, she fell asleep right around the time that uh, Tucker and Dale kidnap her. But they do go skinny dipping. And then there's the other blonde. So there's the sort of, there's the dumb blonde yeah. and the intelligent blonde and the dumb blonde, she just loves to smoke. And she's very much the cliche. She's deliberate, I guess, the cliche. 
But there is, in the distance, they do go skinny dipping, and Mrs. and I were both like, what is wrong with her tits? <laughs> she, had, she had very, very, very strange, and we couldn't tell if it was the same actress, because it was done at such a distance, but the only thing we could see were just the two worst fake boobs we'd ever seen in our lives. Like, those, those are weird, right? Even Mrs. were like, yeah, those are weird. That's, that's now who's shaming women? <laughs> yeah. It's women shaming women, so it's fine. No, it's like, I just, again, I feel like there's so many sort of subtle little deliberate things that I think were thrown into this movie that are just kind of like, just there to hit Yeah, and it, you make a great point. This movie is much like um, uh, Shaun of the Dead. Like, this movie is very rewatchable to catch little things like that. And I think yeah. it's crazy. I, I'm sure that there's like a diehard um diehard fans of this movie as with any movie, but this movie is so rewatchable. And I think that adds to the level of charm. I'm upset. It's just, I'm like, I had only recently discovered it instead of seeing it like many years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might've seen this in theaters. I really might've, I think that might've been the first time I saw this. It's, um, yeah. this was in theaters, <laughs> maybe in Canada. I think, I think cause where I used to live by ASU, there was that Harkins theater. That was just the one small, like, Oh that yeah! Only showed like independent movies and stuff. I think this played there. Well, no, that's all this. That yeah, makes sense, okay? Because it got a limited theatrical release. It had a lot of buzz because it was it premiered at Sundance, and then a few months later was in South by Southwest. So it had kind of buzz about it, but mm-hmm. it's like it had that kind of undercurrent buzz. So it was only limited theatrical release in September 2011. And, it's probably, and it won the Palm d'Or at a, at a <laughs> Cannes Film Festival. I mean, here you go. So, like, opening weekend, it made 50 grand. It was in 30 theaters. It grossed a quarter of a million dollars in the U.S., but about $5 million outside. Hmm. And that, to me, is why studios suck. Because this movie yeah. is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, with just, I think with a few million dollars of marketing and a wide theatrical release, it's... Such a movie that would have like if it had come out in like let's say the early '90s or something, it would have bombed hard in the theater. But VHS sales would have like right rental would, stuff yeah. would have really yeah it would have made twenty five million dollars on VHS sales. <laughs> now you just like skip over it on Netflix or Hulu or something like ah. well, like I did. That's what I, I did. did the <laughs> same thing with Cabin in the Woods for years. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. I, I always saw that cover of the twisted up house. But Cabin in the Woods, and it looked like a horror movie. You know me, I'm not really a horror guy. And just skipped over it, skipped over it, skipped over it until one night, Mrs. and I were like, I was, I was like, Mrs., I, people keep talking about this. Let's just put it on for 10 minutes and see what's what. Thor's in it. And, uh, and like, the, the first. <laughs> and no one first, else. Yeah. The first five minutes, you go, well, I guess I'm watching this movie because the cold open is completely bonkers bananas. Right. And Will, you discover this because you own every Richard Jenkins Blu-ray. <laughs> every single one. The box set. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just got it, which is of Eastwick Inns. So. <laughs> Old Dickie J. Love it. <laughs> like, yeah, this, is, this is a fun movie. It's well, that's, yeah. that's, that's, it's, that's the word. It is the word. It's, it's fun. Even when it is, it's graphically violent. You know, again, mm-hmm. so I was saying, I was watching this. Mrs. had fallen asleep on the sofa. I'm like, all right, I'm watching this. She's half in, half out. But even she's like, Half awake for the first attack. She's like, oh, damn. You know, it's like the kid that. Yeah. So I was referencing it earlier. They think that their friend has been kidnapped. So the, the, the guys get together, all the students get together, and they're like, we've got to rescue our friend. So they're sneaking up on the, 
on the house. And as Will referenced, it's definitely a, a former murder house from a former <laughs> horror movie because there's all kinds of weird yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. And, and they uh, just glare. They're like, "Wow, three, three for one hot dogs!" Like, the yeah, thing, like the one clipping <laughs> next, next to like the, missing yeah. bodies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all, all yeah. the murder yeah. clippings. He goes right for the wow. No expiration date. Later <laughs> expire. Um, but it's that scene that I was saying is that suddenly Tucker is being chased by by bees. He comes running around the corner, swatting at the bees with a chainsaw. God, it's so good. It's shot so well. Absolute panic. <laughs> And one of the kids starts running. So Tucker's just running from bees. This other, anyway, later he goes, that boy must have been like very allergic to bees, like anaphylactic shock or something, because he was running like a bat out of hell. And he's covered in these like fucking, yeah. again, yeah. Like the makeup, the prosthetics are so good. So he's funny. covered in welds, pours the beer on his face. Yeah. <laughs> While he's running and he runs off, the other kid while looking at Tucker impales the, the glance they himself, have. Ooh, impales yeah. himself on a tree. It's brutal. It's bloody. It's gross. And, but of course, the other kids think it's some sign of like, you know, they left his body there on display to freak yeah. them out. Yeah. And, so, <laughs> and they just, the mix-ups continue because then they're like, let's go looking for, like, you know, the girl, the blonde girl comes back, Allison gains reconsciousness, consciousness, and they're like, like we'll go look for your friends. So there's Tucker covered in, in bee stings. He God. looks like a horror show. A monster. And, and Dale go out and they're like, college free, college kids. I don't notice the dead body behind them. And because they can't leave a note, he's like, all right, we'll carve it into this piece of wood with a hatchet. And like, whatever. as few like, words as possible. Come get your friend. <laughs> or, yeah, right? Or it's like, yeah, is that what it said? Or we, it's yeah. like, we have your friend or yeah, something, like, something like that, where yeah. it's like the most it, intimidating message. Like, it's, just, it's such a clever movie. <laughs> it's such a clever... And I think, Will, didn't you say... Or Ryan, you referenced that on the DVD or the Blu-ray, this is a really yeah. interesting option. What was that? You can, uh, it was, on, I think, on the IMDb trivia page, but who has this on DVD? You can watch the entire film from the perspective of the college kids. So it's probably like a straight up horror thing. Now I'm like, I'm so curious. I want to check that out. I love the bit that you said, who has that on DVD that Will went <laughs> and then checked his Blu-ray? Yeah. <laughs> Do I actually? I don't know if I. No, I just don't, look but. behind you. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> but yeah, that's such a. That's the thing is that, like, is that's a, that's how well made the movie is that if you if you remove just a few scenes, it is a horror movie. Just a straight up horror. But movie, it yeah. gives you all the context of Tucker and Dale, so you realize that just like you know, like Dale is is he's like. Oh no, man! I'm an idiot. But at the same time, he's also a genius. He's like, oh, I can yeah. just remember everything he I've ever read. Yeah, yeah. So, a savant is yeah, the word yeah. you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and it, it's interesting that 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 Dale and Allison kind of had this this fun little like connection as the movie goes on. So it's already. It's it's like a romantic comedy with a lot of murder, you know. Yeah. Well, actually, it's no murder, really. Everyone yeah. accidentally kills themselves. He even says to the kids, he's like, these right. kids are just killing themselves on our property. What's going on? Oh. It's like a death pact or something. Yeah. yeah. When he when he's the when the kids finally they they I, I forget if this happens Some right of them after. Run but away. Yeah, they get away. They they uh, get the sheriff for this I is my favorite part right. of the movie. Go. <laughs> yeah, they pull up the car, and Dale, or excuse me, Tucker is just carrying like they're carrying this guy's severed torso, and they drop it. And they're like, I know how this looks, and they're just like, No, that, that's when he goes into that tirade. They're like, No, these kids are killing themselves on our property. Oh, no, it's like, and they're and like, Dale's trying to, trying to explain. He goes, no, no, we got we got the girl inside. We got her, but she's unconscious. And Tucker's like, <laughs> stop <laughs> saying things. I know 
and they're covered head to toe, covered uh. in blood as they're trying to explain. And just he's trying to rescue the kid pulling his legs out of the wood chipper. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's That's almost so final, It's final destination levels of because oh, yeah, when the, yeah. the students decide to attack, right? So we've had the initial murder. Now their official leader has kind of got them all G'd up on this is it. This is what men is about. We've got to, you know, fight for our well, lives. The cop goes into the cabin and there's like a a, a Chekhov's rusty wooden nail beam oh, that keeps popping up. That ca- that exactly the nail <laughs> beam. But like, because we get, yeah. But the the initial attack, they're just there outside. They they're digging a hole for the outhouse, but it looks like Allison's digging her own grave. Yeah, it's just all of the context oh is misunderstood. So then you got the two guys attack. One guy accidentally jumps into the wood chipper. The other guy sort of falls on his own spear and kind of like kills himself. And it just Fucking keeps crazy. going because then the sheriff accidentally n- nails himself in the head. Yeah, the beam. The other, yeah, he gets beamed. The kid <laughs> takes the sheriff's pistol. Oh and he's my God, that was the goes, hardest Oh thing no, to man, watch. you, you got to take the God. safety off it, on the side. That was frustratingly stupid. Like, <laughs> he turns yeah. the, turns uh, the gun uh, around on himself and shoots himself in the head. And I'm like, the movie uh, is, is maybe one of my, it's an all time classic. This It's movie. very fun, yeah. And yeah. you just put it up on a pedestal of, there you go, an original idea, mm-hmm. so obvious now, but so brilliantly executed. And, and not in like a, that's what elevates this movie over like, let's say a scary movie, which is just a straight up parody. Right. Yeah. This is just like a very tongue in cheek. Like it's, it takes itself seriously, but not at all. And uh, that's what makes it so much more enjoyable. I think. Well, because it, it's a serious situation that people are dealing with, yeah. but it's just the situation is funny. <laughs> I think, Will, you said it best, like they don't, they, or Alex, excuse me, they said like, you know, each party doesn't know that they're in, in this situation together and it makes it, you're like, oh my God, can't they just talk, can't they solve this with words? (laughs) If if they, if they only just stop for like a minute to talk to each other, it's like, oh, they would clear everything up, but that's that's what they do. Exactly. So Allison, the psychology student is like, guys, even though she goes outside and there's dead bodies everywhere. And then like they break in a rescue and they're like, just shut up, sit down. You sit there, you sit there. And each of you describe the situation from your perspective. That's when we then get the extra. So the college kid, the leader. That, he tells that story. Yeah, yeah Jesse Moss, he tells the story of actually my parents were. Because he told the, the scary the scary story at the beginning. Yeah. It was about this murders that happened, the, the, the Memorial Day murders. Great flashback sequence too. Yeah. Well, it turns out yeah. that his mom was the survivor and he, his dad didn't make it, but it turns out that she was actually like sexually assaulted by one of the rednecks. So the psycho killer <laughs> is his dad, you know, was, was kind of like twist of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a Darth Vader level. No, yeah, no. <laughs> right. It's great. But like, I just, just, I just love getting, You're just like us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, but just as they're getting on the same page, some of the other kids that have also survived, you know, again, they turn up to try and rescue them again. Now accidentally set fire to the place. Sets, you know, you, they accidentally also, set fire to the other dude. She's you, sitting there smoking next to all the. Oh, we should have got rid of that. The whole house explodes. Oh just, she like, throws just, the moonshine on the guy. Like, oh, that was that, my, the funniest. You get. Bit. You also get Chekhov's chamomile. The reveal, like they make tea together, and he's yeah. like, "What kind yeah. of tea is that, chamomile? I can't." Because <laughs> finally, a movie that represents me, a, a young, a young boy with asthma. <laughs> <laughs> Who's also at least saw yourself on screen. <laughs> who, who, who is also mostly hillbilly at this point. After after these three weeks, I'm I'm more hillbilly than man. 
Yeah, we've had, <laughs> we, there's been a lot of hillbilly. Uh, it's kind of like, it's because we, we bounce around and we do a little bit of randomness, but for a while we yeah. had nothing but corn. Now we just got nothing but hillbillies. It's been great. Uh, this, I will die on that hillbilly. <laughs> <laughs> and then Much it's like, like this movie. <laughs> it kind of sets up this last few minutes, this last sort of thing at this point. So basically all the other kids have died. The house has exploded, but then you get like the classic this movie kid, trope yeah. of the bad guys still alive. And now, like, Jesse Moss, um, Chad, he's got half his face is now burnt off. He's, like, two-faced. He's got the crazy hair. He's gone crazy. He kidnaps Allison because he's jealous because he realized that Allison likes Dale and not him. He said, but I'm a Chad, man. How can you like a Dale? Ties her up in a sawmill, and we get this, this whole sort of ending thing. Oh, by the way, I skipped over the fact the dark part of the movie where... Tucker gets kidnapped and they chop two of his fucking fingers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they that was like, it, wait, what the hell? That's when it got dark, man. Yeah, that's that's when you really start to go feel. dark. But it doesn't because like they they get to Tucker and his hey, how's he doing? Hey, I've been better, you know. Like, it just makes you root for Tucker, Tucker and Dale even more, you know. Like yeah, you're like fuck these. Usually, like in a slasher movie, like you want these kids to survive or maybe not but in this you definitely don't you're like man fuck these kids yeah, yeah. kids can die and Tucker and Dale they need to everything needs to go well for them yeah. you didn't yeah. get the reveal at the end that they've sewed his fingers back on but then they're there's an extra yeah. joke yeah, yeah. I don't remember reversed. this finger yeah one yeah. of them's just obviously not his finger it's, it's got the a painted finger. nail yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping the other one would have been from the black kid. That would have been great as well. <laughs> I misremember that. I also, as I'm, I was watching this for the second time, I thought there was, or it seemed like there was going to be an added twist that Katrina Bowen's character was also had some like malicious intent or something like that. Like I thought it was going that way, but it never does. Yeah, but you get that the scene where she's she's the damsel in distress. She's tied up to the, in the sawmill and. Dale busts in and he's got the the, the uh, welding mask on. He's like, yeah. I thought it'd be scary. She goes, Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. If they <laughs> yeah. want a scary hillbilly. I'll give him one. You get the chainsaw fight. That was fucking great. And then mm-hmm. they they defeat him by using chamomile tea. And like, no, well, well, they don't defeat him because then like, because then it flashes. Because then we realize that the the cold open was him still right. alive, haunting the mm-hmm. place that he's he becomes the bad, the Blair Witch. Yeah. Of, mm-hmm. of this place but we don't real fairy tale ending because we did well, we did because yeah you get that but then tucker's fine he gets his fingers back kind of uh, and dale ends up going on a date with alice and they go they go bowling and then he got that extra he bit at the end where he's he's giving the inspiring speech to the red the, the hillbilly next to him god you and he goes the, 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 the most hillbilly guy yeah. oh yeah <laughs> so just, i want that i want that sequel like <laughs> yeah post bowling alley just be you and go for it and just like i'm sure it'll work out and he goes yeah. all right and goes in the background just knocks a woman out and he's just dragging I think everything happens in the <laughs> yeah. background like yeah. they have the scene like they're they're chatting together and everything's going on in the background it's like pure fucking chaos and it just ends with him like dragging this woman he's like i got your friends <laughs> yeah and, and dale's like i don't care and just goes and kisses the girl yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. just a misunderstanding man you know? yeah well this is another thing okay so, is, is people too there's so much about this that doesn't make sense for me one is it didn't make more money two it didn't get a wider release three the film was shelved for over three years. Yeah, I read that too. Yeah, as well. So it was one of those. It's when something like that happens, you know. Usually, it's a all right. Let's just put it out and let's like you know whatever losses we're gonna eat. Let's just eat it up and then we'll write it off. You mm-hmm. know, it used to be that kind of thing that you know. So I remember there's 
some like 80s based movie with Topher Grace. It's like Take Me Out Tonight or something that was like they shot oh, it. Yeah. And they, it spent four years before it came out, kind of thing. It's it's weird when something like that happens. But what's even weirder is that this movie works in every way. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand why other people didn't see this movie for what it was. I don't understand why yeah. people didn't see the value. I don't understand why this movie wasn't massive. Maybe just around that time. Like, did this come out around the same time as Cabin in the Woods? Sucker and Dale is, is it 2010? 2010? But then, like I said, it was held to, it was held oh. for years, wasn't it, as well? That's the thing. It was held for a long time. I Maybe there was just it. a lot of, at that time, I think they were remaking a lot of, like, classic horror movies like Friday 13th and um, Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff it, it like that. Maybe. that. Yeah, that classic marketing thing, because, like, marketing companies uh, are not good at their job. And so if anything's even slightly similar they're like, well, we can't release it at the same time. People yeah. will get confused. And it's like right. two movies about magicians? Come on. <laughs> it can never happen. Two asteroid yeah. movies? Come on. Come on. <laughs> so it might have just been like, this is too similar to something else coming out because it also takes place in the woods and audiences can't understand two movies Fucking in the woods at the same classies. time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, listen to this. It's great. In an interview, uh, director Eli Craig expressed thoughts on a sequel titled Tucker and Dale Go to Yale. And described it as Goodwill Hunting meets Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> oh my in. god. A billion thousand percent in. Yeah. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> so Dale is a genius. So that that plays out. He kind of goes to college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Tucker oh. and Dale go to Yale. I mean, the title could use some work, but <laughs> <laughs> disagree. Um I think this movie is fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know? strongly re- strongly recommend this movie yeah so if you're you're, yeah. you're one of our regular podcast listeners and we do this every now and again like we'll pick one of the movies that you just absolutely cannot cannot miss tucker mm-hmm. and dale versus evil is a phenomenally good time it's fun to watch with your friends it's fun to watch by yourself if you're a little bit squeamish there is going to be some blood but it is comical it's yeah. always yeah. with a sort of an element of comedy um, to it, but it's probably not the kind of movie you can watch with kids in the room. That's the end. It's got that kind of like Ash versus the Evil Dead level of gore. Like it's, it's yeah, pretty the, the boys esque. You know, not quite yeah, boys, yeah, 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 yeah. None of it is like realistic. It's not Bone Tomahawk where you're just like disgusted for humanity. It's it's <laughs> it's very much like cartoony, over the top. Yeah, it's it's that kind cool. where like even if your kid catches it, you're just like ah well. Yeah. It's clearly Looney Tunes. Let's stop it's not coddling your babies. Let them watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, show them Texas Chainsaw and then this. Yes. You know, raise them right. <laughs> but it gets the the United States of movie stamp of approval for being an absolute banger. I give it. Um, and it's four out of five wood chippers. <laughs> four out of five wood chippers. I agree with you. So, but then, so let's 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 move along on onto Logan Lucky, right? So so Logan Lucky. Is is a movie that like okay, it's done outside the studio, but it's Soderbergh, it's Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, Daniel Craig. You got you know, it's just a bunch of A-listers, a bunch of like top top actors and actresses, um, a top director that's won Oscars and Oscar-nominated movies. It's it's kind of all there and it's given all of this stuff, and it's almost like we talked about Tucker and Dale being amazing and everyone should watch it and it should have been bigger. And Logan Lucky were like, why was it? <laughs> Why, yeah. why did people believe in this movie? Why was this movie made? <laughs> Even though it's a good movie. I'm telling you it's a good movie. But it's great. Tucker and Dale yeah. stuck with me. Tucker and Dale's trailer stuck with me. Tucker and Dale yeah. is the kind of thing I talk about. Logan Lucky is a movie I saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
utterly yeah, forgettable. Yeah, I can't, I can't picture I this why. being anybody's like favorite movie at all. It's got to be. I mean, but I, I don't know. It's, it's one of those. I can't tell you anything wrong with it. I enjoyed watching I it. But yeah, I'm not going to ever watch it again, like unprompted. Like, I think people you know. were just, were so expecting another Oceans type movie, and which is exactly what this is. But yeah. I just, I, there's just something off maybe, about it. I don't know why. Maybe it's because they don't feel quite like a team like they do in like the Oceans movies. Like in the Oceans movies, they feel like a team. Yeah. Um, and especially as that series goes on, obviously they they feel like they're like a tight group of friends. In mm-hmm. this one, it's just kind of more like, people Channing Tatum brings on to the heist, but they don't feel there's no like camaraderie between them. Like Daniel Craig's character doesn't really like hang around um, the two like hillbilly friends, like a whole lot. There's his brothers. You know, the brothers. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. It was another group of brothers. Like the, it's, uh, yeah, that's the thing. It has yeah. still has all those pieces. You get um, the, uh, like Scott Conn and uh, Casey Affleck's character are basically the allegory for the two hillbillies in this, yeah. right? Like Jack, Jack and Aiden, Brian Gleason's yeah. the Bang the Bang Brothers, which are great. The they're they're yeah. great together because they have a moral compass. <laughs> they only yeah they they found God, right? We've been we like, we've found peace with the Lord, and so yeah. they've got yeah. to find their like a reason for for them to do it. But yeah, it's, it's Jack Quaid of the it's, boys. That's um, what I'm saying. It's, uh, it's got mm-hmm. all of the pieces. They're all there. You got the, you got all of the team members. Um, you got Daniel Craig doing his, who's, I mean, all of the accent work, I will say, is fantastic. I mean, they really learned from Don Cheadle all, doing. All whatever. of the accent work, like the absolute perfect accent word of Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, no, no problem. No notes. Like, it sounds <laughs> perfectly British guy that in no way is doing in way, like a bit of a pastiche that's not working, but no one ever could tell him. It sounded good to me. Yeah. yeah. I, I was waiting for the reveal that. Like when he goes on like a tirade later, that it was, the accent was fake the whole time. Like yeah, it was just, I was expecting right, right, that right. too. Yeah. Me too. And the Jerry but, uh, curl was a, just a wig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but. so okay, I'll try and break down the plot for you, but at the same time, okay. But the reason it's called Logan Lucky is because the Logans, it's kind of touched on in the movie, but they have themselves um, a curse, the Logan curse. That anytime something happens, it, it always kind of goes wrong, which is why Channing Tatum was going to be a, a, a football player until he blew out his knee, so he's got an injured knee. Um, you've got Adam Driver. He did tours in Iraq, but he lost the lower part of his left arm, so he's got a pr- prosthetic. At the worst possible time, right? Like he's he was, yeah. he was finishing his tour, and he got blown up on like a roadside IED on his on way the, to the airport. On right? the way to the airport yeah. to leave, he's like, mm. it's like, oh man, it's like, and he's he so he works as a bartender. Um, you got Riley Keough as their sister, who doesn't seem to have any sort of curse on her. In, in this particular case. But essentially is that Channing Tatum loses his job because he's limping. Um, so they can't, and so he's not really got a job right now. He's working at Charlotte Motor Speedway where they're trying to fix a bunch of sinkholes. He's separated from his missus, Katie Holmes. He's got an adorable little kid. And Katie Holmes, I think, mentions they might be moving. And yeah, so she's moving like, across state lines. Yeah. I need to get a lawyer. So his solution to getting a lawyer is to rob Charlotte Motor Speedway. And it's then so none of that is ever really revisited again. No, they get into the fight at the bar with Seth MacFarlane's character. Then the next day, the brothers wake up. They're like staying at the same place. And he, uh, Adam Driver walks into the kitchen and just sees like a note on the thing, the keys to success for like 
a, ro- a how to rob a bank. Right. Yeah. The ten the ten stages of how to rob a bank. Because after yeah, so they get Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, Adam Driver's at the bar. Um, Seth MacFarlane turns up with a flawless British accent mm-hmm. um, starts being a bit of a twat. So Channing Tatum gets into a fight with him and Adam Driver burns his car down. But while Channing Tatum is walking away, he says, cauliflower. Mm-hmm. Apparently cauliflower, every time he says cauliflower, the last time Adam Driver went to prison for nine months, but it was juvie. Um, but apparently that means that Channing Tatum has got an idea that's probably going to be a bit crazy. And that idea is a heist uh, and that heist involves a whole bunch of crazy shit, like breaking Daniel Craig out of jail because they put Adam Driver in jail. Um, because Daniel Craig is Joe Bang, a safe cracker who's right. good at blowing stuff up. Um, He's so good end. at this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, yeah. They, they allow him to build some kind of like fake coffin that fits. It's it's much like every other Soderbergh movie like or heist movie. This is the heist is so fucking elaborate and the way it kind of drip feeds you. And of course, at the very end, it like pickles back to like every single thing that, you mm-hmm. know, Channing Tatum had rigged up the fence like he was doing all this stuff. It was so elaborate. And yet you're still like, why? Yeah. The what, why yeah. and the when and the, the and then like the twist if he gives half the money back. So NASCAR is able to say, "Oh, we recovered the money, even though they didn't." And you get it's you then you then get the last twenty minutes. Hillary Swank turns up as an FBI agent that then investigates them for six months for no real reason. Sebastian yeah. Stan as this NASCAR driver who's got a thing about like maintaining his body's perfection drinks the stupid drink Seth MacFarlane, which means he crashes the car. But again, why? It's almost exactly remove eight characters from this movie yeah and, and, and it has, this movie has like a bizarre epilogue about it it could have just ended and on like it didn't need i think that all that extra stuff it doesn't need the bit where hillary swank walks up to the fucking the uh, she's interrogating the bank insurance guy and she's like i'm here for that million dollars baby yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's just it's it's unfocused really is kind of like what i think the problem is whereas like the the best of the oceans movies have very clear goals and something that they're driving towards. Yeah. And a villain. This like one, it had, it yeah. had Terry Benedict as like a villain, like an antagonist, something they were up against. But this is just, Hillary Swank shows up so much later that it doesn't even matter. Like he's already gone with the money and who cares? Right. Yeah. But like fantastic characters, characters who almost deserve like all know, their own movies. But, yeah. you know, it, it's just, yeah, there's just something about it. it's missing that really subtle push to make this movie like really good it needed a strong antagonist and needed a clear goal of why why exactly are we doing this do you think um, this movie I, is a metaphor for steven how steven soderbergh like makes movies you know like none of that really like none of the shit matters so he took it upon himself he's like i'm gonna do it my way and this is how i would do it he puts together his team he goes through all this shit he gets all the money and i don't know I, I can there? see that. And like, what's, I mean, like he's managed to get together every character, no matter how small is essentially like, you know, a big, a major, play. I mean, you've got the guy, Katie Holmes is married to the guy from the office. Roy from the and, office. Yeah. And Channing Tatum is fired by the guy from, um, Parks and Rec, Jim Parks O'Hare. And Rec. Um, so like I said, you get even, even like the, the bit parts and stuff. No all, small parts. All yeah. played by these guys who, again, like Will said, have filled out their characters and are doing them well. Yeah. But it's it's almost like he's sort of taken um, 
you know, he's taken his oceans sort of idea and then he's taken traffic, which was a big sort of, you know, like you've got an ensemble cast and he's like, <laughs> shook it up in the middle. He goes, but this time I'm going to sprinkle some hillbilly in there. Woo! Thank God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Finally. And it reminds me, there is, um, if anybody out there is familiar with like uh, Patrick H. Willems um, in his video essays, he did one on time on Robert Zemeckis and how, uh, in his filmography, and there was something he said that's now kind of springing to mind, which is uh, that movie 1940, 1942, is that what it is? The Spielberg, uh, John Belushi, World War II flop. Um, yeah. It was like comedic flop. Uh, that was written by Zemeckis, and uh, something he said in there is like, you could tell it's a Zemeckis plot because it's all like manic like plot progression, but it doesn't really have a clear goal. It doesn't really have like something that the character is striving for. So it's got the feeling of like a Zemeckis story, but it's missing that ingredient. Whereas you get to back to the future and there's a clear, like, this is what we're doing. This movie feels the same way, which is this is manic plot progression that you would see in like Soderbergh's ice movies, but it's missing that very clear, like element, something they're working towards that we all understand. Yeah. That's 1941 is the mutant. But yeah, as a year (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking but, of because he doesn't he also yeah. mention that it was the, the Zemex movie where the kids are going like the Beatles concert. What's that called? Yeah, I want to hold your hand. I wanted that. Yeah, it's very similar. Like, yeah, yeah. but uh, but that's the thing. Like, this movie is by all intents and purposes fantastic. It's just completely unmemorable. I don't know why. But why yeah. is it got? Why is it critically reviewed? Like, like it's because it's a good movie. But, but is it? I mean, yeah. it is. But is it? That's the thing. What what is the definition of a good movie, Ryan? Is a movie that you remember and love and it sticks with you, you know? Like So Tucker and Dale, um Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Back to yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's just I think it's I think it's one of these movies where especially if you are a critic and you've seen a bunch of movies, this movie's doing everything right. Um, but I'm willing to bet if you ask those same critics, like, what do you think of Logan Lucky now? I bet most of them would be like, what? What's what are you talking about? Oh, he did you that. Know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 there's one. There's he go. So I'm getting into a little bit like the critical response again. Great, amazing, top notch, mm-hmm. brilliant, terrific, twisty, fun as hell. Except Rex Reed from the New York Observer described Soderbergh as overrated. Um, <laughs> complained that the slow pace, uh, slow pace in Ocean's Eleven. He praised the camera work, music, ham acting, and concluded it doesn't work. Logan Lucky is as charming and welcome as toenail fungus. <laughs> wow. Whoa. I think that's a bit harsh. Because right, I, I remember toenail fungus. <laughs> yeah. I've only seen toenail fungus too, electric boogaloo. <laughs> so I can't speak the to that. The fungus among us. The fungus among us. Right. That's one now, where Adam Driver plays the fungus. Ooh. Um, um, but, but yeah, uh, so West Virginia... Yeah, yeah. Well, no, the thing is, because it's like I remember when like you chose it, and I said, "No, man, stick with your idea," because I know they're yeah. doing a heist in North Carolina, but they are West Virginians. They are specifically right. West yeah. Virginians. It that comes gets off in, a lot. Yes, yeah. a lot. It also gets into the whole idea of um, like uh, sort of the people in the area sort of working in different states. You cross state lines to go to work and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's you know it's even got the adorable bit where. The heist has to be moved up a week, you know. I think the um, and you get that sweet part where his daughter is singing in the talent show, mm-hmm. and he turns up. He's finally there, and she sings West Virginia, and 
everybody in the crowd sings along. And honestly, that's where the movie should have ended. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that turns out that that was his alibi, like that he couldn't have been doing this because he was seen there at that event, you know? Right. But again, I mean, who fucking cares? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you get a cool prison break, which I like the prison break is done because Daniel Craig does nothing but drink the water. There's so many <laughs> subplots. Like there's so many, this movie is like a Rube Goldberg machine of like so many things and so many subplots are happening that, and it happens so quickly that it's hard to like keep up. That's why at the end of Soderbergh's movies, it has to have that five minute bit where it makes you feel like, Oh, that's why all of this was happening. Like it has to kind of spell it out for you. Otherwise it wouldn't make any sense, but you have the prisoners who are holding up because they want George RR R. Martin to, they want the game yes. of Thrones books. <laughs> yeah. I remember in the theater when I saw that it was, so weirdly relevant and now some five years later i'm like he still hasn't still weirdly books. relevant it's like he still yeah. hasn't released that book and they were like that is on the wikipedia sense. page right now <laughs> i love the warden in that he's good dwight yoakam mm-hmm. like he's yep. so fucking good so so good like, he's and everyone's good, like, on the payroll like everyone gets bags of money at the end of it and it yeah and it, and it shows you like i said that it fills in the spot about channing tatum had another heist going on outside of mm-hmm. the bang brothers um, <laughs> but it, it is me. and their bus, <laughs> yeah, it, we, <laughs> but like it's like, but why did he feel like he couldn't trust them? But then he still gives Joe Bang his money I, again. It just, yeah, right. Well, I mean, it's it's deliberately, it's got all these pieces and he fits it all together and he goes, right? And I go, I guess, yeah, you're like, okay, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. You because know, it is like it is super entertaining. It's a very entertaining watch, but at the same time, it just doesn't feel like movie. Feel like but like Will movie. says, I can remember all of those oceans movies. The the yeah. whys and the what's and the twists and the everything of those oceans movies. And it's fun and it's funny and it's banter. You're along for the ride, and then just when you think something's gone wrong, then later it fills you in on don't worry. They had that was part of it all along. Yeah, this does right? that too. This does that too. This you, does every it, hic- but- hiccup. You think like, what? oh no, but it's, it's, it's so much why, I mean, like yeah. that being said, like this was around the time, you know, like Channing Tatum had just, you know, he just went from zero to a hundred and like Channing Tatum had always just been Channing Tatum and the guy could dance and stuff like that. And then, you know, he, he did magic Mike. Um, he did 21 jump street and everyone's like, wait a minute, this guy's hilarious as well. Mm-hmm. And then it, he just, you know, white house down 22 jump street, GI Joe, the guy was just like, they were like, put this guy in every movie. Yeah, more like charming Tatum. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. But him and Adam driver he is he's good. a great fun. Him, Adam driver and Daniel Craig together. Great fun. It's yeah. fun watching them do it. Like do their stuff. Like the bit I remember, you know, just it's the only real bit that I remember is when Adam Driver's arm gets sucked off. <laughs> Which, Excuse me? It's <laughs> a, a phrase I never thought I would say. By the Bang Brothers, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's the bits where you see Adam Driver like without his prosthetic arm on and his actual arm is so comically gigantic. He's massive. Yeah, it's, the guy is makes huge. No sense. Like his forearm. Like when it goes off, great special effect that, great yeah. special effect. But you're right, his forearm is the same size as my thigh. It's like a Popeye <laughs> arm yeah. compared to like yeah. his other one. <laughs> I was like, good God, Adam Driver. I mean, I know yeah. he was he was a Marine. I mean, yeah, give this guy, guy a hand. He's a big dude. Yeah, give this guy a get out. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so, I love his performance in this. Like, it's excellent. It's, just, it's so 
calm and like he doesn't it's just there's just something about it compared to like his other stuff i'm like where it's like oh this is just adam driver i like his performance in this movie i like everyone's performance another great adam driver performance is the duel ridley scott oh yeah i still need to see that oh my god you haven't seen that that i know movie's great it's another movie i've seen but it's like watching three it is like watching three movies and that's the point none of them are good (laughs) no disagree (laughs) it's worth it for ben affleck in that ben Ben affleck as as yeah it's the kind of like frisky and kind of a sassy bitch yeah he's a sassy sort of prince yeah and you got matt damon who's just angry that movie's fantastic because I do need to check it out. Yeah, the protagonist of the movie, no one knows is the protagonist apart from the protagonist. And the, if I remember, their own cor- if I remember correctly, the fight in the last duel is very like they live. Like it goes on for a long time. Right, it's a good fight. It's excellent. Yeah. I, I tell you, that is a, it's 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 a very 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 sort of very Ridley Scott movie that is secretly very feminist. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Uh, it's excellent. Will, you should watch it because I'd love to talk to you about that movie. I do want to check it out. I, and I'll say for Logan Lucky, uh, one thing I think this movie, impact this movie probably did have on uh, movies in general is this is probably the movie where Ryan Johnson saw uh, Daniel Craig being a Southern gentleman. Like, it was mm-hmm. like, I got it. I know I know who I want for my detective. Ben He's so good. And the world is better for it because yeah. he is awesome in those movies. Those He's, movies rule. Yeah. Yeah, I like it's it's fun because he's definitely it's definitely Daniel Craig playing uh, outside of what we th- expect of him. And then I thought it was kind of fun as well when I get to the credits. It also then goes and introducing Daniel Craig. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever heard of him. I mean, the budget, he, uh, budget for this movie is only like twenty-eight something million dollars. So you've got all of these people are turning up probably for just way less than they usually yeah. chuck for the chance to be in a Soderbergh movie yeah just to do this random heist yeah. and work with all these other people yeah you look like a like a they were having a fun ass time making this yeah. movie I love the bit where Daniel Craig because again like there's not and that's we keep talking about like there's not nothing is wasted in this movie every performance every character every little thing when he shows up they show up to the race and he goes to the buy the beer and he's like, give me two packs of those gummy bears. You're like, you're like, Oh, this is ridiculous. And then that becomes like, that's how he makes the bomb. But then it cuts to him actually explaining it and writing it in chalk. And you're like, it doesn't need to be there. It doesn't need to be there. And then you're like, Oh no, they're going to, they're going to escape and leave this thing on the wall and they're going to find it. But nope. Channing Taylor like fucking wipes it down. Like every loose end is covered in this. Yeah. They do think, I mean like this, this is something I didn't know. So Riley Keir, who plays the sister, I didn't realize that's Elvis Presley's granddaughter. <laughs> yep. I'm like, what? Yeah. I had no idea. Um, Catherine Heigl was originally cast, yeah. but had to drop out, was replaced by Katie Holmes. Um, mm-hmm. Daniel Craig had no set rules to follow for Joe Bang. And according to Soderbergh, Daniel Craig bleached his hair, got it cut, and just sent it as an email. And Soderbergh's like, yeah, that'll work. Great. <laughs> nice. So let's just put some tattoos on it. Let's do it. Um, I heard Henry Cavill almost got that role, but was, you know, denied at the last second. Mm. <laughs> what? No, no, just kidding. <laughs> that just came out about James Bond that he was almost, oh, Henry Cavill was <laughs> hair away. He's and then a mustache away. <laughs> mustache away, but then uh, Barbara Brockley was like, nah, I like Daniel Craig better. Like, literally the last second. And she was right. Yeah. Well, we'll just see about that, Argyle. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, okay, so would you... To our loyal followers and watchers, say that Logan Lucky is a movie to watch. Because I would actually say, eh. 
What's great about this movie is every time you watch it, it's the first time you're watching it. (laughs) (laughs) You could be in some fucked up time loop and you're just like, "Ah." (laughs) oh, my God. If you Uh, want two hours to disappear out of your life. Logan, Logan. We got the movie for you. What, what would you think? Uh, and you're like, you know, you are a resident total movie nerd. Yeah, I, you're not going to have a bad time watching this. I don't want to say it's a waste of time. Um, right. I agree. I'd say if it's on, if it's an option and everybody in the group is like, we want to watch something. Sure. Yeah. Um, there are better Soderbergh heist movies to watch. Yes. Um, Three of them. But yeah. <laughs> I'll too. Um, <laughs> and I have. Uh, but but uh, yeah, it's just. This won't uh, scratch that itch. It's not. No, like, no it doesn't. This, yeah, like, it's not like every. It's not like sit all your buddies down and go, guys, you want to watch a movie? Let's watch this. And everyone's going to talk about it afterwards. It's more like, OK, that movie happened. Yeah. I, I can even see like a group of people being like, yeah, let's put it on. And then about 20 minutes in deciding to turn it off. Like, honestly, yeah. it, I could see that happening, too. So yeah. I don't think you'll have a bad time, but I don't think you'll have a great time. I think there are other options. It's so. a perfectly watchable movie. Yeah. It was OK. I mean, I'll give you that. But then I say, yeah. OK, but then, OK, let's move on. Let's move on mm-hmm. to October Sky, which I would say is a perfectly watchable movie as well, which has got something but I've got a really special little thing. I don't know why, but I really like October Sky. October Sky is, it charmed me. I find it charming. Yeah. I find it fun. It's got all these things that I do enjoy. It's got Ryan's putting a team together. It's got little bits mm-hmm. of science yeah. sort of stuff. It's trying to like, you know, it's got in, like kids just trying to do better. It's got a little bit, like it's, it's not even, it doesn't even go down like the almost traditional route of, the dad being a total dick, he's more just has other really, uh, really subverted my expectations. You can't, put, <laughs> yeah, you can't I, put Chris Cooper in a movie and ex- and have him like turn out to be a good guy. I mean, come on, it's Chris yeah, fucking Cooper. He just wants his dad's love, and to do that, he's going to build. Rocket. Show me on the rocket where October Sky touched you. <laughs> so it's got the Shermanator. Come on, it yeah, does. It does have the Shermanator. Um, what a beefy role for him. Like he was good in this. He is good mm-hmm. in this movie. And I like that. It's like, it's kind of, it's kind of fun. Now, what was interesting to me is that now I knew it was, it's based off a book called um, Rocket Boys. It tells the story of these kids from Virginia. The reason being is because one of them ends up working at NASA. Um, but like the compromise title was October Sky. Now the author wished it had been called Rocket Boys, but I didn't realize this, but the total October Sky works on two levels because it's the month when the hero is first inspired by Sputnik flying overhead right at the beginning of the movie. They even say October Sky and everyone turns to the camera and goes, right? Um, But October Sky is an anagram of Rocket Boys. Shut up, nerd. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. When See, I, now yeah, I just want to go I watch. I read that too, and it made me want to shove this movie into a locker. Yeah. I want to go. <laughs> this movie is the prequel to the Harlan Williams movie Rocket Man, right? A hundred percent. Man, we should watch Rocket Man. Is Man, Mars in the United movie. States? Um, <laughs> the way we're we going. The Elton John <laughs> biography. Yeah. Oh, shit. But uh, yeah, it tells us. Oh, the there story. is a second Rocket Man. I forgot. About there is. Could you imagine, though, more, if Joe Johnson made this, the more He would have had one. The Rocketeer. Rocket Man, uh, uh, Rocket Boy, <laughs> Rocket Sauce. <laughs> so I love that this place as well. It's like it, it, this. The thing is, I'm watching this movie. I've watched them all, and I was texting you guys, going, "How the hell are we going to pick a winner?" Because yeah. 
these movies are drowning in West Virginia. Even though they're shot in Tennessee and Calgary and Charlotte, North Carolina, the West Virginia of these movies is insane. Like, for example, this one is set in the town of Colwood, West Virginia. Take a guess as to what everybody does in Colwood. They work in they the... They die in mines. They die, yes, they do. They, yeah. they die in mines God. of the black lung, of collapses, of, of everything else uh, that happens. But I still think this... It might be by the numbers... You know, it might do the classic, it definitely is, the yeah. biography thing. Um, it, I don't care. I don't care. Uh, you described this as like <laughs> earlier in the week. You were like, it's like Stand By Me with rockets. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't see. I mean, I was waiting for them to, like you said, Will's like walk along yeah. train tracks to blow up a body with dead with a dead body with rockets. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. I was like, oh, cool. Sutherland <laughs> was going to show up and threaten them. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, this movie. I mean, I, I totally agree about the West Virginia-ness of it. Like, this could yeah. not... You can't shove an ounce more of West Virginia into this movie. It's like, it's so stuffed. Yeah, if everyone was... There's literally a coal mine town. Yeah. They're all hillbillies. It's just... But it none of them sing cannot. the song. <laughs> That's, That's true. That's the thing. Like, only <laughs> one of these movies has that song. That's true. That's true. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the other thing to take away I had from this movie is I was like, you know, I just don't like these Walt Disney produced like drama movies. They're always just a little toothless. They're always just a little too diluted. Um, I get the feeling when I watch the, you know, cause we got, we watched remember the Titans too. And there are other like Walt Disney produced like dramatic historical movies that they just all feel like they're just big budget made for TV movies. And I, there's just a feeling I have watching it where I'm like, yeah, this just doesn't, hold my attention very well i watched so this movie right. over two days because really? like i was i was so bored after the first hour i was like, really? I just, yeah i was not so into it it is a very like we said about remember the titans that's such a great analogy that i i didn't i didn't even clock that they're like disney produced movie but it definitely has that feel almost like hallmark adjacent i hallmark adjacent i would say like just super safe God, like, yeah you know you see there you go the super safe nature is is true um, this is when I, this is going to annoy you guys because, like I said, we've we've already talked about this about the, the the title change, and you guys have joked about things that studios do because they go, oh, they wouldn't do that. Universal Studios marketing people, there we go, Will, you get to be right again. Uh, got involved in the name change because they said this is so stupid. According to their research, women over thirty would never go see a movie called Rocket Boys, so. Sorry, there, there you go. If we title it October Sky, everyone's going to see this mm -hmm. one. Just <laughs> wet for rockets. <laughs> God. Women love the word October. That's yeah, just it's, known it's, across the board. This. Everybody this movie, knows it. And if this movie was made like 20 years ago or took place 20 years ago, all of these kids would be in fucking jail for building a rocket in school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I do like that because it's, so it's a company town. So it's one of those towns that's, you know, it's owned by a company because everybody that works there works at the mine. It's got this kind of thing. What I like about it is, well, is the fact that it's like, it is, it is based off a true story. And it does involve this sort of this idea of thinking bigger than just the town and going, I don't want to be like you, Dad, like you're my hero, but you know, I don't want to work in a coal mine. I want I'm and he's just he's a kid that stares up into the sky in West Virginia, sees Sputnik go over to the top, 
And he's not the best student. He's not the smartest student. He's not the brightest kid, but he decides, I want to do that. I want to learn how to do that. And I like the bit where, because like you said, Shermanator is in this movie. And um, he's like, he's obviously very smart, but he's sitting by himself at lunch. And it's the bit where like Homer, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, is like, well, I need, I need someone super smart to help me do that. And it's just the little scene. And again, it's whatever, the cliche. It's quick, yeah. It's the way that he goes over and everyone's kind of like, like watching and his two buddies are like this is the like the end of your your social life yeah and he he finally commits and sits down and the way that the whole room is like oh my god oh my god sitting with a nerd oh my god that kid that kid eats pubes on pizza <laughs> <laughs> but you really say like he's putting together a team like that's the only guy he gets in the team like it's not like a yeah. cool montage of like all these badass kids like smoking cigarettes. No, it's this fucking weirdo sitting by himself reading a book like a fucking nerd. You're just yeah. you're just all jacked up <laughs> because you've seen the trailer for the the rules at the the Ministry of Warfare. Yeah, you know. You got, oh gosh, hell yeah! Oh my god! Talking about getting that, wet for movies. You're mm, positive. No kidding, it. man. <laughs> man, yeah, so we're, we're all going to be there opening night. I don't do trailers, but all I saw was one picture of Henry Cavill's beard and mustache. I want to see that fucking movie. Alan Alan Richen just being gigantic, but he's got like tiny glasses. Oh, he's got the tiny glasses. Boom. Little round boys. He's got Dr. Mbanga from uh, Star Trek Strange New World. So I'm 100% in. I'm like, we got Star Trek representation. Yeah. He was was in Dune as well. He's in Dune. I was about to say. He's a great actor, that guy. He's awesome. So Um, that movie. But this, Let's talk about that movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, Let's we're talking about yet. this movie because I like this movie. This oh, is oh, good. Okay. <laughs> it's a great movie. But again, it's just it's, like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly fine. Just wanna, I just want to, can you guys hear me? I just want to check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yes. like, as mm-hmm. I banged the table. Are you table, crying again? <laughs> while, while banging the table, Zoom was like, I've switched your microphone. I'm like, don't, no, don't oh, switch my <laughs> No, you're good, you're good. So even you're Zoom's good. like, no, this movie sucks. No, you're wrong. You're all wrong. It doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. It does not suck. Yeah, no, no, no. It does it's just a suck. perfectly by the numbers fine movie that is a now that you say it very just Disney just I don't know doesn't take any swings it's like, like it's remember Jake Gyllenhaal's dad isn't a fucking alcoholic like in Radio Flyer it beats the shit out of him right he, mm-hmm. and his wife is like I hope he dies like why <laughs> but then he, I then he gets I out won't even shed a tear I'm yeah dying. but then he gets out and she's like oh my god are you okay <laughs> yeah just very yeah. strange I I mean this movie there were a couple of weird things in this movie that kind of maybe took away from my enjoyment i i understand this is based on a true story so this is probably accurate but just him fanboying out over werner von braun von a little, wait a minute <laughs> a little or von braun yeah um that's okay i i'm uncomfortable worshiping a yeah. nazi rocket scientist like fucking willie mays or something it's crazy yeah I, I would have, if I were a producer of this movie, I'd be like, let's take some creative liberties and let's just make up a dude and not worship yeah. a Nazi rocket scientist. Well, I would say... Just for me. I would enough. say, I, I mean, I get your point, but you've got to think back that he was a hero of the US at the time. Like I said, Operation... Like Paperclip, a lot of Nazis. Yeah, yeah Operation <laughs> Paperclip is something that is, you know, is a bit of history that was definitely glossed over. And at the same time, mm-hmm. it's more like... You know, I mean, trust me, I mean, as a Brit as well, like, you know, the Brits, we were getting hit with the V2 rockets, right? And that mm-hmm. was designed by Von Braun. Okay, these these sort of <laughs> things. But I also understand the sort of the idea of like when, uh, you know, Hitler's put a gun to your head that, okay, well, I'm just going to do my science. But at the same time, 
they were just scientists that they did want to go to the moon. I, I get your point, Will, but like I never think of Von Braun as like as a Nazi. And you have to understand that like back then that he would do speeches. He would be they'd be like they'd show film in school. He'd be he was like almost like the like uh, what's his name? The the guy that wears the Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> the, the, the Bill Nye. He's like he was. Oh, yeah. Von Braun mm-hmm. was like the science guy. Of that time, yeah, you know, so so, like, yeah. So that I, I get it because it is it is historically accurate. They're not making anything up to to. This isn't yeah. Nazi propaganda. They're not trying to boast them um, or anything. But it was just a little uncomfortable, especially. But again, this movie's made like twenty five years ago or something. So on your same point, I will bring up that when my children were younger, my son did like to watch Mickey Mouse's Clubhouse. And as such, you've got all the Mickey Mouse characters and you've got Donald Duck and stuff. And then you've got Donald Duck's like granddad or something. Mm-hmm. He's their, their mad scientist granddad who's also there. And I'm watching it. And his dad, his granddad, the mad scientist, and he's got all this stuff, has a German accent. And then I started put. I remember once I tweeted it. This is about 20 years ago. Was that 18 years ago? But like, well, it's actually about 13 because my children's age. But um, is as I realized is that Donald Duck's grandfather was a Nazi scientist that was rescued during Operation Paperclip. It's the only thing that makes sense. Is why is yeah. it World War II aged <laughs> grandfather German and a scientist? Oh my God, he's a Nazi! <laughs> So just in case you didn't know that, next time you watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, ladies and gentlemen, notice that there's Donald, a <laughs> Donald did, Duck cancelled. I did not see that coming, yeah. <laughs> terrible. He's terrible. a Nazi cut, quack. Cut that, cut hey! that. Hey! hey! God. Um, so there's that, and then the other thing that kind of made me uncomfortable in this movie, uh, I come from a union family, big, a big pro-unions. I really did not like Chris Cooper in this movie. I get that it's like, oh, he's a he's a good dad and he does save people at the same time uh <laughs> i was perplexed throughout the entire movie that he's like why don't my kids want to come work in the mine where my buddies die all the time all the time no yeah. worker protections at all and i'm yeah. nearly getting my eyes sliced off why don't you want to come work here i'm like well, you idiot you yeah, like, dunce homer's homer's friend is like oh you don't know how his dad died he got cut in half by a slab of fucking coal cool yeah and the fact that he's so like yeah i want my son to come work here i'm like you suck dude the like, coal you are- is his corn it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> his house hot and just just his the fact that again i get it it's historical this is probably exactly how it happened but it's not a very pro-union movie the movie spends a lot of time being like oh the union's a problem here because it's cutting into our livelihoods and so there's a little bit watch this movie where i'm like all right fuck you <laughs> well i think i think maybe and again i think i agree well i definitely i get your point i think maybe it's just trying to be reflective of the time because that's what was happening yeah. it's kind of like you know I get it when yeah the coal's running out and you know the company he's i mean you know chris cooper's just trying to keep everybody employed you know yeah. and it's like to try and save the town try and save people's jobs and i guess he's carrying that responsibility but mm. i think what they're just doing is adding elements of the time in to make us to mm-hmm. pull us into this time period. Right. Yeah, yeah, which I which I get, you know, it just did not endear me to Chris Cooper's character. There was a lot of times in the movie where I'm like, all right, I'm I'm done with this guy. Well, he's, I think you're supposed to feel he's like a huge that. idiot. And it's always, yeah. Like, yeah. like rewatching That's him like, in every movie. You, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you realize he's not he's not necessarily like a bad dad. It's every time he does try to bond with his son, the the mind collapses. <laughs> it's like yeah. every time he's having again. a conversation, you know what, son? I do love Oh, wait a minute. 
couple of things. Gotta go. And it's safe back out the door. <laughs> Again? Yeah, God <laughs> damn it. Man. If I only my you... workers had some form of protection, but no yeah. way to do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like Ryan. I mean, yeah. like, I was giggling because Ryan was live texting watching it. And it was the bit where... You know, where you said uh, the guy gave oh, God, yeah. luck, he goes, he's dead. Oh. <laughs> yeah. you know, he a close up on the number. Hey, remember that number? That's going to yeah. come into play later. <laughs> All the dialogue with him should have been like, so you're going to die in a few scenes, right? Uh, right. Probably, yeah. yeah like, probably <laughs> well, it's all leading up to this. He's like, wait, what are you doing in the mines? Like, I make more money for my family. Well, I don't know. He's Foghorn Lenigor in this situation. <laughs> very, yeah. very, very much a Russian spy. Let's yeah. be clear. Let's be clear. Yeah. I got a piece of land. <laughs> but uh, yeah, oh, no, he dies in like the next scene. He does. Yeah. And he's yeah. the only one too. They, they lift the thing up. He's like, ah, that guy sucked anyway. Get him out of here. <laughs> the only one who died is and, the only one we know as an audience. Yeah. yeah, right. That's the only character who dies in this film, right? Wait, Miss Riley is set up to die. Yeah, um, but you don't see like it. She has Hodgkin's in both. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, but he didn't see it. So it doesn't yeah. show I was cheating. Yeah. <laughs> If a person isn't obliterated in a movie, does do they actually die? You know. Well, the thing yeah. is, I get your point. Is because they do set up tension of like missiles going wrong and exploding, or people Nothing. should have been injured a lot more by yeah. rockets. The when the the, <laughs> the black character when he shows up and the rocket almost like zips through his fucking cheek, like pushes his kid out of the way and dies <laughs> onto the side. You're like, oh shit! Like some, I for sure thought like one of these boys was gonna get blown up. Yeah, I, just, yeah, I, I thought just, there was going to be a train derailment. I thought there was going to be some tragic sort of thing. Yeah. But no, it's all just, it's just, you know, it's fun. I was just thinking of the, the final scene with the final triumphant rocket getting fired up and the, the <laughs> teacher is watching it from the hospital room, just picturing the rocket going off course. I wanted to say I want someone, Some I was watching that. I wanted to, wanted, wanted someone so badly to cut that scene of all of them, like watching this rocket go up and then it smash cuts to like the nuke in Oppenheimer. Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Credits, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dodgeball ending. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, it's it's. I mean, you so you got like the, a bit of an antagonist in the in the principal, a bit of an antagonist in Chris Cooper, and a bit of an antagonist in just um, uh, is it Homer? Is that his name? Yeah, Homer. Hmm. In um, Homer's just situation of being like, there comes a point where his dad gets injured, so the family needs someone to go down the mine. So he drops out of school because his brother's got a more He's going to go to college and get a full ride kind of thing. And so you've got that that element of they've been blamed. The bit where they get arrested, they get blamed for a fire because they can't account for any of their, all of their missiles and this, that, and the other. But then they get saved by maths. Oh, he, my he, God. My favorite fucking scene in this movie. God, sorry. Oh, which one? Go for it. Scott, so they... Uh, it's you get this great montage of him and Terminator working together to like like well if if it went up this high and there was the the longitudinal force and all this fucking math then they go on this quest to then find the rocket right stand by me and yeah (laughs) then they're they're like rummaging through the forest and they get to this river and Jake Gyllenhaal is like well wait a minute we didn't account for the wind so by my calculation it should be Right there, and this <laughs> giant fucking rocket is sticking out like a foot away from them. You are, yeah. man. You are yeah. not that wrong. So that's stupid. also not how it went down. Wow. As in, it, it doesn't go down exactly like that, but that's not what goes down. I, the best bit, because you are so right, because I'm watching and I go, oh, Ryan's going to have a fucking field day with that. But it's he's not. Right he's there. talking, he's washing his face, and while he's talking, he sees it and finishes oh, okay. his sentence. Nah, all right. It's okay, not like. Okay, okay. <laughs> 
I because I, I must. I have, knew I, you would I, mention that. I looked down at my phone for two seconds, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was, it's so funny. Okay, so out of context, that that's the funniest scene of the movie. In context, it's stupid, and I hate it. Uh, this movie's great. And then so they they end up they this win. This movie is great. It is, it is. great. So the four kids end up winning a. a um, a science fair and as such get to go to nationals and then they get to go to regional nationals and international regional bisexual regional nationals trust me when you have children this is the everything, it's, everything is a goddamn competition that never ends but no they get to go to the national thing Homer gets to go Did you say bisexual like, competition? <laughs> can we also for a second talk about how like in this sort of like it's uh, are we in the 50s or something like that right? Um, like late 50s um but the whole element of like, mom, I'm like, they're all just building rockets in the basement and mm-hmm. they do a rocket test outside and it just blows up half the fence. And the mom's like, well, maybe do that somewhere else. Not like, don't do that anymore. And then like, they're just blowing up rockets. And then it's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to Indianapolis, you know, bye, just by themselves. You know what I mean? That just whole element of kids back then was just like, well, if you die, you die. <laughs> Yeah, we got another kid at home. We can lose one. They had a they had a third brother who was blown up in a rocket injury. They're like, well, no, one more, one more time. That's it. Well, I tell you what, they they did take one of the rocket boys as an amalgamation of two in real life. I didn't realize that, but they they cut two a character. Two rocket out. boys. They they did an opposite of Logan Lucky. Instead of having two many characters, they took two characters and made them one. Um, so he does go to nationals. They do that that little bit where they get um he gets robbed. Um, where they steal his, they steal his rocket nozzle. My rockets. They take <laughs> his uh, picture of Von Braun, um, which is like, uh, so then the town, I like the fact that the town is always there to support him. I like that the town is yeah. involved. And I like that last scene outside of the fact that he gets his dad over and finally gets his dad to love him. Yeah. Um, but the fact that like when they're launching the missile or the rocket, sorry, um, for the town, it's for all of them an escape. You know what I mean? It's like, it's the Friday Night Lights of rockets. It is. There you they go. got nothing. They got fucking nothing else. I am. Uh, oh, I'm no. still here. Don't worry. My camera has uh, decided. <laughs> oh, he's taking off on a rocket right now. <laughs> <laughs> left. Yeah, yeah, like this town has like nothing. I mean, because football season's you know over with, right? So like, I guess we're into rockets now. <laughs> well, it's it's but it, yeah. you would imagine that time of like you know how the world was weird and scary because now the Soviets have put a, yeah. you know you can see. They've launched something. They're ahead. America's behind. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of stuff that's new. And then you've got these kids who are bright that are in the middle of nowhere. West Virginia are launching these these rockets and doing things that other people can't do. And I think I think it's just like, you know, like I said, the guys are giving very fair criticism to this movie for it just not being an Oscar winning yeah. movie. But it, it's it's much like remember the Titans. Remember? We're like, remember yeah. the Titans. It's a great movie. Yeah. It does exactly what it says. By the numbers. Yeah. It just goes A, B, C, D, credits. You're going to feel good about yourself. There is a scene in this movie when they're trying to like petition for the fact they're like, no, we didn't. We didn't start the fire, Billy Joel. And uh, they find <laughs> <laughs> they find that like other rocket and they're like, well, what the fuck is this? It's got these fins. And I was really hoping that the movie was going to take a turn and there was like 
a rival, rival four rival boys and like <laughs> an the, evil the rocket team oh, like, yeah <laughs> yeah like in, frame in, them yeah, in yeah. shelbyville like just making yeah these, like, <laughs> the polar yeah. opposites like i was like oh my god give me that yeah that'd be great but no it's like no he's like this is he picked it up and immediately this prick it knew exactly what it was it's like no well, the, it's a the it's principal a he's like oh it's a it's an aviation flare and i think that's probably because his principal was probably in the war considering the time frame you know it's so it's like it, it's 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 cool it's basically it's like if you're a nerd you can do whatever if you can just yeah. i like the bit as well like you know the, of homer's character little bit of like i said he wasn't always the brightest kid but then his teacher manages to find a book about like you know actual rocket math and re-entry mm-hmm. sort of stuff and he goes she says i'm sure it's like too common he goes, oh don't worry i'll learn it and it's like you know that's kind of the fun thing is yeah. because Spoiler alert is Homer goes on to work for NASA. He's involved in the shuttle launches. He was even involved on Twitter. I don't know. He was that guy. Um, it, we went viral about five years ago. Some some young lady got um, admitted was to the NASA. Was he Bean Dad? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> some, young, oh, okay. some young NASA intern. She got, she got accepted into the NASA intern sort of thing. And she went on Twitter and she's like, guess who got like uh, accepted into NASA, motherfucker? And uh, and Homer Hickam gets on Twitter and he goes, oh, you know, like maybe uh, maybe like you know, be watch your language kind of thing, or just be you know, sort of be careful. But she doesn't realize who the fuck who are you, yeah. is, or that he's at NASA. And she goes, "Fuck you, Grandpa," and all this kind of shit. And she ended up losing her NASA. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and I was like, "That's yeah. the guy from October yeah. Sky." <laughs> now she's a Soviet spy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, a fun game you can play during this uh, movie is take a shot every time someone says Sputnik. Yeah, yeah, or coal. Because they do, or coal, yeah. <laughs> oh, if you do coal, you'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> you'll wish you had black lung if that's your drink every time they mention coal. Yeah, but I, I also like the cool part is that the, at the end of the movie, so they, they, they win, he wins the national thing, comes back, they got one more rocket to launch. His dad comes along. The music's playing. Makes me cry. I'm like, hey, there we go. The rocket launches. Even Miss Riley sees it. She should have, like, the thing should have gone beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> She's so beautiful. It should have been like Ken Watanabe dying in The Last Samurai. Buff. Sure. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as the credits start rolling, we get home home film, um, actual film footage of these that was cool. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. showing you what the West Virginia of it, and showing you some of the actual launches and and Cape Colwood and all that kind of stuff. And it, you know, it goes on. And it goes and it does that thing that Ryan, you've said you like movies doing, tells you what happens afterwards. Yeah. It's yeah. like Miss Riley. Because keep in mind, I haven't I haven't paid attention for the whole thing, so I need that last. Okay. Credit, so <laughs> so tell it's a little bit of a It goes. It goes. Miss Riley dies. Uh, the mine closed, but all four rocket boys went to college, and then yeah, Homer eventually going on to work at NASA. Which it's a cool story. Yeah. I'm going to give credit that the story yeah. of Homer, Hick, uh, Homer Hickam is, is a cool story to go from, like I said, he's supposed to go work in the mines of West Virginia, ends up yeah. sending people to space. That's a cool story. And I and like He, he had kind story? of an interesting... Follow your dreams? Yeah, I mean, of course. <laughs> sure. Well, he had kind of an interesting life because not only did he do all that, but he was also, he served in Vietnam, right? Like he was actually like a, I forget what rank he was, but he maybe captain like throughout Vietnam and then wrote like, uh my understanding is wrote like fiction like action novels and stuff like Tom i'm Clancy looking yeah so he had a literary career a military career he was in nasa what an interesting dude hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> an interesting life for sure 
Yeah. He wrote the book that George McFly reads with the spaceman on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that a thing? Um, I mean, there's, you know, any other comment about this movie? Because like I said, I brought this movie. I thought, I mean, did you guys enjoy it? That's the thing. Did you actually, I mean, sorry, Will did it over two days. Ryan, what about you? Did you find anything? I mean, no, I mean, it's, like I said, I, am I going to rush out to watch this movie again? No. And up, up until yesterday, I'd never even seen it before. So I, it's a, like I keep saying, it's a perfectly watchable by the numbers movie that is enjoyable, but it's not, you know, wasn't for me. I don't know. Didn't really like it. All didn't, right. blow my, didn't blow my yeah. rockets up. there are better rocket movies you could watch there are i mean well today i mean these are three good movies it was a good week but i think as far as the argument about which is the best movie it's not even close because one of these movies goes into orbit while the other ones blow up on the launch pad is that tucker and dale versus evil is Mm -hmm. without a doubt the best of the three movies yeah oh yeah but this is not what we decide here it's not about which one's the best. It's about which one's the most West Virginia. And I'm sorry, but like I said, even though shot in Calgary, shot in North Carolina, shot in Tennessee, doesn't matter. West Virginia hillbillies, West Virginia hillbillies, and West Virginia hillbillies. With it's rockets. Actual hillbillies, <laughs> heist hillbillies, and rocket hillbillies. Rocket hillbillies. Mm-hmm. So like, and, and like, you know, so you've got October sky, you've got the town, the coal town, the train, the, the people working in the mine, the element, the, the time, the way, the walking, Logan Lucky, you've got the more modern take on West Virginia and who they are. And they've got like the song, but the John Denver had never really been there, but it's like, we're still middle of nowhere, but we're still smart. Even though we'll lack hillbillies, we still can put stuff together and Tucker and Dale versus evil. Just just run-of-the-mill nice guys that just happen to be yeah. hillbillies. They like to drive. Uh, and Tucker Dale could have been set in any, like, southern adjacent area. Like, it oh, could it, have, been, it could have even know. been in, like, Flagstaff, Arizona. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not even, like... Should have been. Yeah. Well, 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 I mean, I'd say, I'd say Blue Mountain, sort of Appalachia. I think, mm-hmm. you know, there, I know it's not just West Virginia. You know, you've got other states yeah, sort of true. down there that got that element mm-hmm. of Tennessee. And then, like, you know, just the, these... This feel, I'd say that it could have been Appalachia. Yeah. It could have been, you know, it's Tucker and Dale is very deliverance. Adjacent. The only bit about it being in West Virginia is like the title thing in the beginning, right? Doesn't it just say like somewhere West Virginia? Right? Yeah, yeah, it, it's right. Yes, I mean, do you I'm, even yeah, see I, West Virginia on the police officers? <laughs> thing? Is there is there I a, know, I know. a license plate in the first five seconds? Doesn't count. Um, yeah. But no, I, no, I'd say like, is that yes, I I get what you're saying about the certain generics of where it could have been yeah you know but at the same time it's not it is west virginia and like it it does lean into just that that sort of hillbilliness um of it i'm not ready to dis i'm not ready to push tucker and dale off to the side yet i'm still that it's for me it's a three horse race still until someone can give me a compelling argument as to the uh, the other someone go on someone pick this up and run with it um well like we said, Logan Lucky's got the song in it, so that's that's my argument. And it's, it's got I forgot what movie it's from, but you know, it's in there. It's in there. And I like you, I remember like that song for whatever reason for me mentally ends the movie. 
Yeah. Like mm-hmm. after that, nothing fucking happens. No, I mean, a I lot agree. of things happen, but for me, it doesn't. I don't 20 care. something yeah. minutes of movies that are but, relevant. But there's lots but of shots just, of the West Virginia sign. <laughs> sure. They say That's it a true. lot, but like, I mean, I don't know. For me, it's up against Logan Lucky and um, October Sky. Just because the the importance I, and the history I, yeah. and the fucking just sheer lameness of it. <laughs> <laughs> Not West Virginia, the movie. Just, just like, I know you're just beating up on another movie that Ollie likes. You guys, are and I like this movie. It's just this podcast is turning up into the this, the long form bullying of Ollie Pettigrew. <laughs> <laughs> the real plan emerges. Um, <laughs> I, I, I got to say, for me, it's actually there's not it's not a very close race. Um, if for me, it is October Sky, because like I said, you can't stuff any more West Virginia into it. Mm-hmm. It, it is so like you prick it with a you know a little pin and yeah. it just explodes West Virginia all over you, much like a yeah, rocket. You, you need someone to bite into a piece of coal like it's an apple. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Yes. Like, that was the only needs- thing it's missing. <laughs> if people were chewing on coal the entire time was the only way. It's like yeah. instead of like in Interstellar where everyone's eating corn. There is, yeah. a, there is a bit in the very beginning because I was looking through our text like I was like six minutes in um, you've got the rent guy and then six and a half minutes later you have a guy with coal soot like all over his face and I'm like oh this of course this is a Disney movie <laughs> it's songs it's songs of the south too I was like oh boy oh man and then it cuts right to the Sherman era I'm like you son of a bitch I'm back in <laughs> I was surprised there wasn't a scene where they're all at the dinner table and like why aren't you eating your coal boy exactly. I don't want it dad it's just a bowl of coal with like milk <laughs> You gotta have your coal flakes. Yeah, God. that's like such a Simpsons bit, you know. Yeah, like the, what was it? Because it was the again. This is like Shelbyville versus Springfield. Like they have the lemons, but they have the beets, and they're just making. Yeah. Like, Why will we marry our cousins? Well, because they're so dang pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Shelbyville, also in West Virginia. Oh, hang on. Yes, we didn't talk about. We said we were going to in October Sky. Hmm. There is the strange C plot of Yakety Sax. <laughs> yeah, don't talk back. Second time in a row. Um, is uh, the fact that Homer has got eyes for this pretty girl that kind of hangs out with the football team, but then he uh-huh. starts launching rockets and the pretty girl looks in his general direction and he's not seeing the, again, She's just, I suppose she's supposed to be a bit more plain. She's still very pretty, but like, it's just, there's the pretty girl and the not quite as pretty girl. And I I forget which one he ends up with because it's so fucking irrelevant to this movie. Yeah, it's it's the one who gives the handjobs. to it. (laughs) But then then like, he's like, oh, I can, they go to the big dance or they're just like all drunk at a bar. Like these young kids, it's crazy. I guess the 50s, am I right? Um, but then he sees like the pretty girl walk in. He's like, oh, hell yeah. I could finally like ask this girl out. And he walks up and she's like with his brother. Right. And then you think they're going to have like fight it out. He's like, good job, man. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. I I, yeah. I, I, I wonder. I mean, I haven't been able to see sort of uh, anything about it. But the idea of like, was that just the guy, the the lady that Homer ended up with in real life and they ended up getting married? Because I guess, yeah. Why that was in the movie. It's so... It's that, almost like it's, it's, it's that same studio guy that said you've got to call it October Sky because no woman wants to see a movie about Rocket Boys. If you don't put in a love triangle, women yeah. aren't going to watch this movie. Spoiler alert, women weren't going to watch this movie anyway. Hmm. You know, yeah. like, that's Did a they lot. do the same thing in uh, Remember the Titans? Sorry? 
Did they do the same thing and remember the Titans? There's a or it's the romantic thing with the, the two football players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That counts. You know what's funny? I wonder, I wonder if this is like maybe something where Homer, the real guy, um, asked them to insert like a plot. Like, way, can, yeah. you, can you have it be like a bunch of girls yeah. walking By the way, I used to like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, sort of like uh, if you remember the Fablemans, there's that whole like that character gets like a girlfriend and stuff. And then it came out like a bunch of his old high school classmates came up like he didn't date anyone in high school like <laughs> totally threw spielberg under the bus <laughs> and he made that up. i wonder if this is the same thing which not cool spielberg classmates crying totally into his cool. hundred dollar bills yeah. <laughs> that was so funny his high school bullies one last time be like he didn't date anyone that guy was a loser the whole time <laughs> he's a fucking nerd then and he's a nerd now <laughs> oh, I have to picture one. him like Spielberg going to his like high school reunion and then still getting stuffed into lockers or something. <laughs> yeah, that same guy beats him up. Yeah, again. you said you weren't going to put it in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so this is interesting. Um, is that this movie received criticism from the Christian Century and from the Christian Science Monitor? Uh, the Christian Century describes the film's concentration on the father-son relationship at pain at, at times painful to watch. Not for the same reason as you guys. Um, but here you go. There are no winners or losers when sons go their separate ways. So it's like sons should do what their fathers right. tell them to do. Uh, and then the other one from the Christian Science Monitor is um, is worshipping uh, Werner von Braun as an all-American icon with no acknowledgement of his <laughs> Nazi Germany career. See? There you go. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I wrote for the uh, Christian Examiner for a while. Oh, yeah, that was so. written. There you go. Yeah, I, I, I forgot. <laughs> Christian, it's your brother, Marvin. You gonna want to see these rockets, man. You gotta come check out these rocket boys. Um, God, okay. Here you go. All right. This might back up Will's kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I forgot what we were doing. Um, is that there are two <laughs> annual festivals in honor of the Rocket Boys and the film. One is held in West Virginia, where the real-life events depicted in the book took place, and the other is in Tennessee, where the movie was actually shot. The Rocket Boys often visit the festival in West Virginia. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> I think in this particular case, maybe that I, might... Yeah. I think we Kind of like... Kind of like the giant spider invasion. It's pretty much the exact same thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The thing is, I the giant spiders show up to the screening. I, I genuinely <laughs> would have thought I'd go tooth and nail fighting that Will would have done anything possible for Tucker and Dale to be the winner. Because I mean, I figured it, it's it's such a good movie. I think it's just wall to wall. I mean, you can't. Yeah. There's, that's not what we do here. These movies right. are balls deep, balls deep. As we far are as like you know, fact based and science driven. Much like October Sky, which I uh, admit is a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll give it that I, I mean, I got to oh. give it to October Sky. It's like, I don't want to because it wasn't the most enjoyable watch for me. That said, it's still a good movie. I, I stand by that. Mm. I would love to give it to Tucker yeah. and Dale, but I, you know, I think this definitely feels most West Virginia. All right. I'm with you. We're going to do it. We're going to pull the plug on it right now and say that officially here at the United States of Movie 
the movie to represent West Virginia for all time, or at least until we come back around in season two, is the movie October Sky, uh, 1999, as we said, directed by Joe Johnson, got Jake Gyllenhaal, Chris Cooper, Laura Den. It is not available to stream anywhere. We had to pay to rent this movie, and the guys were thrilled about that. Let me tell mm. you. So there we go. Stamp. Boom. October Sky. But... That means that next time around, guys, we're just going to have to come up with some better movies. And there were quite a few other movies we were circling. Mm -hmm. Do you guys remember any of them? I know that one of them was, um, Ryan, you were mentioning was We Are Marshall. Yeah, I, that popped up on my list. I'd never seen it, and the, the premise seemed pretty cool. And plus, it's got Matthew McConaughey in it, uh, famous famous for being on this podcast. But uh, <laughs> you, you talked me back into Logan Lucky, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Um, Which I think that, I enjoyed. I don't remember. There's one that I I, I circled, and I I, uh, I didn't do it because it. I mean, while it is a film, it is a documentary film, and it's the Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia, which is one of the first things I ever bought on iTunes because a buddy of mine was like, "We've got to watch this. It's insane." Mm. Made me buy it. I did watch it. It is very good. It is. I think it would almost be unfair. Uh, an unfair fight. It would be like the three of us like trying to take on Tyson at his peak because the amount of West Virginia in that movie is unmatched. I mean, it is a is a full on like documentary about this. Just this, it is so West Virginia. It is crazy. It feels a little bit like a whole movie that is the the Kentucky scene from Next of Kin. Is the, is the mean, oh wow! Yeah. A lot of beer heads and refrigerators. Yes, <laughs> lots, lots of that. But there are any other? I mean, because there were lots of these wrong yeah. turn movies. Every wrong turn movie, sure. Apparently, uh, hidden figures. Yes. Is, on, is on that well, list. Well, that's kind Adams. of because no, they're also in Houston, aren't they? You know, so that's know. why I was unsure yeah. about hidden figures because I love that movie. Super Eight. Yeah, Super Eight. I'm like, on there. I'm amazed we didn't bring that one. American Ultra. I think that's mm -hmm. something. Have you guys seen that one? I, yeah. yeah, I yeah. enjoyed that movie. I think I saw yeah, that in the theater too. It was a good movie. I, I thought it was good. When um, a date with Tad Hamilton. Sure, sure. <laughs> oh, quick story about that. Yeah, I was working at the movie theaters when that movie came out. I am not lying. I had at least twenty women ask me, like, because I was working like behind the box office. Uh, how do I enter this contest? And they were not joking. So, well, you give me your phone number and yeah. <laughs> Will yeah. cleaned up that night. All of them, all of them, much older ladies. They were not young ladies. And I was like, ah, all right. Like, still, <laughs> still ladies. Still ladies. Wanted a date with Tad Hamilton. A um, character who is a high schooler, by the way. Is that way. Josh Duhamel? Or <laughs> I was about to say, isn't that the Timothy guy that everybody thinks I live? I was going to say, it's, it's all, <laughs> a fan, right? Yeah. <laughs> Timothy OnlyFans, yep. Timothy OnlyFans. So, yeah, there are... There's an X-Files movie. The second one, which wasn't Not a good, good. X-Files. Devil All the Time. I don't that know. That one is good. Oh, I should, you know what? I Maybe I should pick that one. That's a good one. The Devil All the Time? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, so, I mean, like, so I think next time around, yeah. I'll probably go down the Super 8 route. Um, the, the Mothman prophecies as well. I mean, so the thing is, well, that's the Mothman of Point Pleasant pops up. But is the original uh, on there? There's the Richard Gear one, yeah, which is 2002. Silent Hill, sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, so there's there are <laughs> there are movies. West Virginia's got there's there's movies out there that I think we can <laughs> maybe take out October Sky. <laughs> anyway, no, October maybe. Sky is going to fingers be crossed. Tucker and Dale go to Yale comes out. 
between the <laughs> next season. Yes. Or it's already been made and it, we just have to wait another three years. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's been shelved for eight years. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Well, look, that was um, that was a good week. I enjoyed it. Like I said, this is uh, yeah. such a fun project to do because it keeps pushing me into movies that I probably wouldn't have got into or wouldn't have rewatched yeah. or never would have seen in the first place. I thought this was a... Yeah. A fun week because I'd seen all of these movies. Um, it, it, if anything, it keeps me. It it, it keeps giving me movies to uh, destroy that you love. <laughs> so it's really keeping me going, man. Just destroying my childhood little by little, piece by piece. Which is and you can't crazy. do that to me because I love nothing. <laughs> oh, nothing, dear, whatsoever. You can't take me. <laughs> I am nourished by your hatred. <laughs> It was more powerful every week. <laughs> so, more okay, hillbilly, right. apparently. so we've we've taken out um, West Virginia. Okay, I can draw a line through this one. There we go. We still have many states to go. However, uh, next weekend is a big weekend in America. Um, it's one they all get together to to worship a very famous um, bird, um, an owl, a superb owl. Now, of course, if you put those words together to make another two words, it's something that I can't say or technically can't say because I'll probably get sued. Because I know when I worked on television, I couldn't say anything about a bowl, you know, that you eat stuff out of and whether or not it's very super or not. So in this case, it's going to be a superb owl special. We're going to do the superb owl special where we're going to try and find the ultimate American football movie <laughs> the, the greatest Which is, of course movie. guardians of gahul guardians of gahul <laughs> 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 is so, there a Zach, is that the Zack Snyder one Zack Snyder Zach produced kind of thing <laughs> he didn't Snyder like he directed it he did direct it yeah there's a lot of violence in it he co-directed it I and think tits. <laughs> like yeah, yeah this, <laughs> the owl tits yeah Just the owls of gahul the Legend of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul. I should have said Hooters. It was right there. God damn it. God damn it. It is. That's a really good looking movie, actually. I will give that movie a lot of credit. Mrs. Uh, Mrs. She said um, she'll never go to Hooters, the restaurant, until they invite, until they invent. And I told her she should just do it. But the men's version called Peckers. <laughs> Woodpeckers. Yeah, I'm like. That's actually a oh, genius yeah, yeah. idea, and I actually want to go to that restaurant. That'd be amazing. Um, all right, guys. So this week we've taken hot dogs. Thanks, yeah. thank you for the hillbillies. We're going to take a break yeah. from hillbillies for one week. We're going to get into people smashing into each other and giving themselves concussions, Hell while yeah. no doubt doing drugs and driving cars. Because it's time to get into the world of American football. Figure out which movie out there is the ultimate American football movie. Um, we'll want to hear about what movies you think we should be doing for this. In fact, I'll be asking that question, and you can find me talking about movies and this movie podcast every Monday on my social media. You can find me as Ollie Petschke on Facebook or That Englishman in Texas everywhere else. You can also find Will. Will loves to talk about movies on his TikTok uh, entitled Millennial. I do. Uh, I appreciate, Will, that you've brought back From the Shelf. I do enjoy From the oh. Shelf, uh, where Will will go into his massive Blu-ray collection and pick a random movie you've never heard of and talk about it and recommend it to you. Oh, hell so yeah. um, it's always a, always a good time to teach you something about movies. Ryan, he likes to create random t-shirts 
t-shirts, much like the one I'm wearing, the Wraith t-shirt. Um, you can get some other funny fake movies and things. Um, the Avengers of Pussman t-shirt, I would recommend. Uh, yeah. Which is an amazing great. Will Hurst yeah, t-shirt. Yeah. That's um, going to get my Etsy store closed. <laughs> you can find him uh, on Etsy, on Threadless, on, Red, on all those kind of things as Rhino Digital R Y. This, this week, you can actually find me Googling, what is football? and you can join us uh, next week to see and figure out whether Ryan figures out what football is Uh, but also to get into it talk about American football and find out which American football movie is the ultimate one at least until next season so from me Ryan and Will thank you for us if you're watching us on YouTube please drop a comment drop a like subscribe hit that notification bell Send it to someone that you know that likes movies. Get together and watch some of the movies that we've been talking about. Tell a friend uh, and help grow our podcast. Send it to someone you know who hates movies. Yeah. Yeah. And then just just take apart their favorite movies and make them cry secretly at night, much like I do. Um, If you're listening to us on... Oh, yeah! Ryan has inadvertently set up fireworks and celebration with a double thumbs up. You get fireworks. That's my new one. Wow. Do it again. Do it again. That was amazing. (laughs) We've only got the budget for one episode. (laughs) I just blew my rocket sauce. (laughs) (laughs) To all of us at home that listen to this podcast, thank you very much. Do us a favor, like, um, comment, um, give us us a rating. Uh, Find us on our Facebook page, The United States of a Movie. Find us on our Reddit, The United States of a Movie. But from all of us here, uh, we want to, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching and joining us here on The United States of a Movie podcast. 